Hello, and welcome to this episode of Teens Read the Book, where we feature teenage voices reading for you the entire text of the Book of Mormon. I'm your host, McKay Nelson. In today's podcast, we will bring you the first 29 chapters of the Book of Alma, the longest book in the Book of Mormon. Alma, the chief Nephite judge and prophet, starts this book faced with two challenges. One is from Nehor, a man who introduces priestcraft among the people, and another is from a group called the Amlicites, who are trying to overthrow the system of judges and restore the kings. Alma puts down both challenges and then gives up his role as chief judge so he can dedicate himself to leading the church. The chapters that follow recount the teachings and missionary efforts of Alma, his companion Amulek, and the sons of the previous King Mosiah. Chapters 17-28 detail the missionary labors of the sons of Mosiah among the Lamanites and include such highlights as the arm-slicing Ammon, the conversion of King Lamoni, a dramatic encounter with King Lamoni's father, and ultimately the conversion to the gospel of a huge portion of the Lamanite nation. Today's podcast goes through chapter 29 with Alma, like Ammon a few chapters before him, expressing the joy he feels in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today's readers recorded for you from all over the western United States, one from North Carolina and Graydon, who sent us Alma 24 all the way from Ammon, Jordan. Now here are the first 29 chapters of Alma from the Book of Mormon. The Book of Alma, the Son of Alma, the account of Alma, who was the son of Alma, the first and chief judge over the people of Nephi, and also the high priest over the church, an account of the reign of the judges and the wars and contentions among the people, and also an account of a war between the Nephites and the Lamanites, according to the record of Alma, the first and chief judge. Chapter 1. Nehor teaches false doctrines, establishes a church, introduces priestcraft, and slays Gideon. Nehor is executed for his crimes. Priestcrafts and persecutions spread among the people. The priests support themselves, the people care for the poor, and the church prospers, about 91 to 88 BC. Now it came to pass that in the first year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, from this time forward, King Mosiah having gone all the way, having gone the way of all the earth, having warred a good warfare, walking uprightly before God, leaving none to reign in his stead, nevertheless he had established laws, and they were acknowledged by the people, therefore they were obliged to abide by the laws which he had made. And it came to pass that in the first year of the reign of Alma in the judgment seat, there was a man brought before him to be judged, a man who was large and was noted for his much strength. And he had gone about among the people, preaching to them that which he termed to be the word of God, bearing down against the church, declaring unto the people that every priest and teacher ought to become popular, and they ought not to labor with their hands, but that they ought to be supported by the people. And he also testified unto the people that all mankind should be saved at the last day, and that they need not fear nor tremble, but they, that they might lift their heads and rejoice, for the Lord had created all men, and had also redeemed all men, and in the end all men should have an eternal life. And it came to pass that he did teach these things so much that many did believe on his words, even so many that they began to support him and give him money. And he began to be lifted up in the pride of his heart and to wear very costly apparel, yea, and even began to establish a church after the manner of his preaching. And it came to pass as he was going to preach to those who believed on his word, he met a man who belonged to the church of God, yea, even one of their teachers, and he began to contend with him sharply that he might lead away the people of the church. 
but the man withstood him, admonishing him with the words of God. Now the name of the man was Gideon, and he was, and it was he who was an instrument in the hands of God in delivering the people of Limhi out of bondage. Now because Gideon withstood him with the words of God, he was wroth with Gideon, and drew his sword and began to smite him. Now Gideon, being stricken with many years, therefore he was not able to withstand his blows, therefore he was slain by the sword. And the man who slew him was taken by the people of the church, and was brought before Alma to be judged according to the crimes which he had committed. And it came to pass that he stood before Alma and pled for himself with much boldness. But Alma said unto him, Behold, this is the first time that priestcraft had, has been introduced among this people. And behold, thou art not only guilty of priestcraft, but hast endeavored to enforce it by the sword, and were priestcraft to be enforced among the people, it would prove their entire destruction. And thou hast shed the blood of a righteous man, yea, a man who has done much good among this people, and were we to spare thee, his blood would come upon us for vengeance. Therefore thou art condemned to die, according to the law which has been given us by Mosiah, our last king, and it has been acknowledged by this people, therefore this people must abide by the law. And it came to pass that they took him, and his name was Nehor, and they carried him upon the top of the hill Manti, and there he was caused, or rather did acknowledge, between the heavens and the earth, that what he had taught to the people was contrary to the word of God, and there he suffered an ignominious death. Then, nevertheless, this did not put an end to the spreading of priestcraft through the land, for there were many who loved the vain things of the world, and they went forth preaching false doctrines, and this they did for the sakes for the sake of riches and honor. Nevertheless, they durst not lie, if it were known for fear of the law, for liars were punished, therefore they pretended to preach according to their belief, and not the law could have no power on any man for his belief. And they durst not steal for fear of the law, for, for such were punished, neither durst they rob nor murder, nor he that murdered were punished unto death. But it came to pass that whosoever did not belong to the church of God began to persecute those that did belong to the church of God, and had taken upon them the name of Christ. Yea, they did persecute them, and affiliate, and afflict them with all manner of words, and this because of their humility, because they were not proud in their own eyes, and because they did impart the word of God, one with another, without money and without price. Now there was a strict law among the people of the church that there should not any man belonging to the church arise and persecute those that did not belong to the church, and that there should be no persecution among themselves. Nevertheless, there were many among them who began to be proud and began to contend warmly with their adversaries, even unto blows, yea, they would smite one another with their fists. Now this was in the second year of the reign of Alma, and it was cause of much affliction to the church, yea, it was the cause of much trial with the church. For the hearts of many were hardened, and their names were blotted out, that they were remembered no more among the people of God. And also many withdrew themselves from among them. Now this was a great trial to those that did stand fast in the faith. Nevertheless, they were steadfast and immovable in keeping the commandments of God, and they bore with patience their persecution which was heaped upon them. And when their priests left their labor to impart the word of God unto the people, the people also left their labors to hear the word of God. And when the priests had imparted the, unto them the word of God, they all returned again diligently unto their labors. And the priest, not esteeming himself above his hearers, for the preacher was no better than the hearer, 
neither was the teacher any better than the learner, and thus they were all equal. They did all labor, every man according to his strength, and they did impart of their substance every man according to that which he had to the poor and the needy and the sick, and the afflicted, and they did not wear costly apparel, yet they were neat and comely. And thus they did establish the affairs of the church, and thus they began to have continual peace again, notwithstanding all their persecutions. And now, behold, because of the steadiness of the church, they began to be exceedingly rich, having abundance of all things whatsoever they stood in need, and abundance of flocks and herds, and fatlings of every kind, and also abundance of grain, and of gold, and of silver, and of precious things, and abundance of silk, and fine twined linen, and all manner of good homely cloth. And thus, in their prosperous circumstances, they did not send away any who were naked, or that were hungry, or that were athirst, or that were sick, or that had not been nourished, and they did not set their hearts upon riches. Therefore they were liberal to all, both old and young, both bond and free, both male and female, whether out of the church or in the church, having no respect to persons as those who stood in need. And thus they did prosper and become a far more wealthy than those who did not belong to their church. For those who did not belong to their church did indulge themselves in sorceries and in idolatry or idleness and in babblings and in envies and strife were in costly apparel being lifted up in the pride of their own eyes persecuting lying thieving robbing committing whoredoms and murderings and all manner of wickedness nevertheless the law was put in force upon all those who did transgress it inasmuch as it was possible and it came to pass that by thus exercising the law upon them every man suffering according to that which he had done they became more still and durst not commit any wickedness if it were known therefore there was much peace among the people of nephi until the fifth year of the reign of the judges chapter two amalekai seeks to be king and is rejected by the voice of the people his followers make him king the amalekites make war on the nephites and are defeated the Lamanites and Amalekites join forces and are defeated. Alma slays Amalekai, about 87 BC. And it came to pass in the commencement of the fifth year of their reign, there began to be contention among the people. For a certain man being called Amalekai, he being a very cunning man, yea, a wise man as to the wisdom of the world, he being after the order of the man that slew Gideon by the sword, who was executed according to the law. Now this Amalekai had by his cunning drawn away much people after him, even so much that they began to be very powerful, and they began to endeavor to establish Amalekai to be a king among the, over the people. Now this was alarming to the people of the church, and also to all those who had not been drawn away after the persuasions of Amalekai, for they knew that according to their law that such things must be established by the voice of the people. Therefore, if it were possible that Amalekai should gain the the voice of the people, he, being a wicked man, would deprive them of their rights and privileges of the church, for it was his intent to destroy the church of God. And it came to pass that the people assembled themselves together throughout all the land, every man according to his mind, whether it were for or against Amalekai, in separate bodies, having much dispute and wonderful contentions one with another. And thus they did assemble themselves together to cast in their voices concerning the matter, and they were laid before the judges. And it came to pass that the voice of the people came against Amalekai, that he was not made king over the people. Now this did cause much joy in the hearts of those who were against him, but Amalekai did stir up those who were in his favor to anger against those who were not in his favor. 
And it came to pass that they did gather, they gathered themselves together and did consecrate Amalekai to be their king. Now when Amalekai was made king over them, he commanded them that they should take up arms against their brethren. And this he did that they might, that he might subject them to him. Now the people of Amalekai were distinguished by the name of Amalekai, being called Amalekite, Am, Amalekites, and the remainder were called Nephites, or the people of God. Therefore, the people of the Nephites were aware of the intent of the Amalekites, and therefore they did prepare them to meet them. Yea, they did arm themselves with swords and with scimitars and with bows and with arrows and with stones and with slings and with all manner of weapons of war of every kind. And thus they were prepared to meet the Amalekites at the time of their coming. And there were appointed captains and higher captains and chief captains according to their numbers. <laughs> and it came to pass that Amalekite did arm his men with all manner of weapons of war of every kind. And he also appointed rulers and leaders over his people to lead them to war against their brethren. And it came to pass that the Amalekites came among, upon the hill Amnihu, which was east of the river Sidon, which was ran by the land of Zarahemla, which ran by the land of Zarahemla, and there they began to make war with the Nephites. Now Alma, Alma <laughs> being the chief judge and the governor of the people of Nephi, therefore he went up with his people, yea, with its captains and chief captains, yea, at the head of his armies against the Amalekites to battle. And they began to slay the Amalekites upon the hill east of Sidon. And the Amalekites did contend with the Nephites with great strength, insomuch that many of the Nephites did fall before the Amalekites. Nevertheless, the Lord did strengthen the hand of the Nephites, that they slew the Amalekites with great slaughter, that they began to flee before them. And it came to pass that the Nephites did pursue the Amalekites all their, that day, and did slay them with much slaughter, insomuch that there were slain of the Amalekites twelve thousand five hundred thirty-two souls, and there were slain of the Nephites six thousand five hundred sixty-two souls. And it came to pass that when Alma could pursue the Amalekites no longer, he caused that his people should pitch their tents in the valley of Gideon, the valley be call, being called after that Gideon which was slain by the hand of Nehor with the sword. And in this valley the Nephites did pitch their tents for the night. And Alma did, and Alma sent spies to follow the remnant of the Amalekites, that he might know of their plans and their plots, whereby he might guard himself against them, that he might preserve his people from being destroyed. Now those whom he had sent out to watch the camp of the Amalekites were called Zerim, and Amner, and Manti, and Limher. These were they who went out with their men to watch the camp of the Amalekites. And it came to pass that on the morrow they returned into the camp of the Nephites in great haste, being greatly astonished and struck with much fear, saying, Behold, we followed the camp of the Amalekites, and to our great astonishment in the land of Menon, above the land of Zarahemla, in the course of the land of Nephi, we saw a numerous host of the Lamanites, and behold, the Amalekites had joined them. And they are upon our brethren in the land, in that land, and they are fleeing before them with their flocks, and their wives and their children, towards our city, and except we make haste that they obtain possession of our city, and our fathers and our wives and our children be slain. And it came to pass that the people of Nephi took their tents, and departed out of the valley of Gideon towards their city, which was the city of Zarahemla. And behold, as they were crossing the river Sidon, the Lamanites and the Amalekites, being as numerous almost as it were, as the sands of the sea, came upon them to destroy them. Nevertheless, the Nephites, being strengthened by the hand of the Lord, having prayed mightily to him that he would deliver them out of the hands of their enemies, therefore the Lord did hear their cries, and did strengthen them, and the Lamanites and Amalekites did fall before them. 
And it came to pass that Alma fought with Amalekai with the sword face to face, and they did contend mightily one with another. And it came to pass that Alma, being a man of God, being exercised much faith, cried, saying, O Lord, have mercy and spare my life, that I may be an instrument in thy hands to save and preserve this people. Now when Alma had said these words, he contended again with with Amalekai, and he was strengthened, insomuch that he slew Amalekai with the sword. And he also contended with the king of the Lamanites, but the king of the Lamanites fled back from before Alma and sent his guards to contend with Alma. But Alma with his guards contended with the guards of the king of the Lamanites until he slew and drove them back. And thus he cleared the ground, or rather the bank, which was on the west of the river Sidon, throwing the bodies of the Lamanites who had been slain to the waters of Sidon, that thereby his people might have room to cross and contend with the Lamanites and Amalekites on the west side of the river Sidon. And it came to pass when they had all crossed the river Sidon that the Lamanites and the Amalekites began to flee before them, notwithstanding they were so numerous that they could not be numbered. And they fled before the Nephites towards the wilderness, which was west and north, beyond, away beyond the borders of the land. And the Nephites did pursue them with their might and did slay them. Yea, they were met on every hand and slain and driven until they were scattered on the west and on the north, until they had reached the wilderness, which was called Hermount. And it was that part of the wilderness which was infested by wild and ravenous beasts. And it came to pass that many died in the wilderness of their wounds, and were devoured of those beasts, and also the vultures of the air. And their bones have been found and have been heaped upon up upon the earth. Alma chapter 3. The Amalicites had marked themselves according to the prophetic word. The Lamanites had been cursed for their rebellion. Men bring their own curses upon themselves. The Nephites defeat another Lamanite army, about 87 to 86 BC. And it came to pass that the Nephites were not slain by the weapons of war after having buried those who had been slain. Now the number of the slain were not numbered because of the greatness of their number after they had finished burying their dead. They had all returned to their lands, and to their houses, and their wives, and their children. Now many women and children had been slain with the sword, and also many of their flocks and their herds, and also many of their fields of grain were destroyed, for they were trodden down by the hosts of men. And now as many of the Lamanites and the Amalicites, who had been slain upon the bank of the river Sidon, were cast into the waters of Sidon, And behold, their bones are in the depths of the sea, and they are many. And the Amalicites were distinguished from the Nephites, for they had marked themselves with red in their foreheads. After the manner of the Lamanites, nevertheless, they had not shorn their heads like unto the Lamanites. Now the heads of the Lamanites were shorn, and they were naked, save it were their skin, which was girded about their loins, and also their armor, which was girded about them, their bows and their arrows and their stones and their slings and so forth. And the skins of the Lamanites were dark, according to the mark which was set upon their fathers, which was a curse upon them because of their transgression and their rebellion against their brethren, who consisted of Nephi, Jacob, and Joseph, and Sam, who were just and holy men. And their brethren sought to destroy them, therefore they were cursed, and the Lord God did set a mark upon them. He upon Laman and Lemuel, and also the sons of Ishmael, and the Ishmaelitish woman. And this was done that their seed might be distinguished from the seed of their brethren, that thereby the Lord God might preserve his people 
that they might not make and believe in the incorrect traditions which would prove their destruction. And it came to pass that whosoever did mingle his seed with that of the Lamanites did bring the same curse upon his seed. Therefore, whosoever suffered himself to be led away by the Lamanites was called under that head, and there was marks set upon him. And it came to pass that whosoever would not believe in the tradition of the Lamanites, but believed those records which were brought out of the land of Jerusalem, and also in the tradition of their fathers, which were correct, who believed in the commandments of God, and kept them, were called the Nephites, or the people of Nephi from that time forth. And it is they who have kept the records of which are true of their people and also of the people of the Lamanites. Now we return against again to the Amalekites, for they had also had a mark set upon them, yea, they set the mark upon themselves, yea, even a mark of red upon their foreheads. Thus the word of God is fulfilled, for these are the words which he said to Nephi, Behold the Lamanites I have cursed, and I will set a mark on them that they will be they and their seed may be separated from thee and thy seed from this time henceforth and forever, except they repent of their wickedness and turn to me that I may have mercy upon them. And again I will set a mark upon him that mingleth his seed with thy brethren, that they may be cursed also. And again I will set a mark upon him that fighteth against thee and thy seed. And again I say that he that departeth from thee shall no more be called thy seed, and I will bless thee, and whomsoever shall be called thy seed henceforth and forever. And these were the promises of the Lord upon Nephi and to his seed. Now the Amalekites knew not that they were fulfilling the words of God when they began to mark themselves in their foreheads. Nevertheless, they had come out in the open rebellion against God. Therefore, it was expedient that the curse should fall upon them. Now what I would that ye should see that they brought upon themselves the curse, and they even do, doth every man that is cursed bring upon himself his own condemnation. For it came to pass that not many days after the battle which was fought in the land of Zarahemla by the Nephites and Malicites, that there was another army of the Lamanites came in upon the people of Nephi in the same place where they, where the first army met the Amalekites. It came to pass that there was an army sent out to drive them out of their land. Now Alma would himself, being afflicted with the wound, did not go up to battle at this time against the Lamanites, but he sent a numerous army against them, and they went up and slew many of the Lamanites and drove the remainder of them out of the borders of their land. And they <clears throat> and then they returned again and began to establish peace in the land, being troubled no more for a time with their enemies. Now all these things were done, yea, all these wars and contentions were commenced and ended in the fifth year of the reign of the judges. And in one year were thousands and tens of thousands of souls sent to the eternal world that they might reap their rewards according to their works, whether they were good or whether they were bad to reap to reap eternal happiness or eternal misery according to the spirit which they listed to obey whether it be a good spirit or a bad one for every man receiveth wages of him whom he listened to obey and this according to the words of the spirit 
of prophecy. Therefore, let it be according to the truth. And thus ended the fifth year of the reign of judges. Alma chapter 4. Alma baptizes thousands of converts, iniquity enters the church, and the church's progress is hindered. Nephiha is appointed chief judge, Alma as high priest, devotes himself to the ministry. Now it came to pass in the sixth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, there were no contentions nor wars in the land of Zarahemla. But the people were afflicted, yea, greatly afflicted, for the loss of their brethren, and also for the loss of their flocks and herds, and also for the loss of their fields of grain, which were trodden underfoot and destroyed by the Lamanites. And so great were their afflictions that every soul had cause to mourn, and they believed that it was the judgment of the judgments of God sent upon them because of their wickedness and their abominations. Therefore they were awakened to, to remembrance of their duty. And they began to establish the church more fully, yea, many were baptized in the waters of Sidon and were joined to the church of God. Yea, they were baptized by the hand of Alma, who had been consecrated the high priest over the people of the church by the hand of his father, Alma. And it came to pass in the seventh year of the reign of the judges, there were about 3,500 souls that united themselves to the church of God and were baptized. And thus ended the seventh year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, and there was continual peace in all of that in all that time. And it came to pass in the eighth year of the reign of the judges that the people of the church began to wax proud because of their exceeding riches and their fine silks and their fine twined linen and because of their many flocks and herds and their gold and their silver and all manner of precious things which they had obtained by their industry and in all things all these things were they lifted up in the pride of their eyes, for they began to wear very costly apparel. Now this was the cause of much affliction to Alma, yea, and to many of the people whom Alma had consecrated to be teachers and priests and elders over the church. Yea, yea, many of them were sorely grieved for the wickedness which they saw had begun to be among their people. For they saw and beheld with great sorrow that the people of the church began to be lifted up in the pride of their eyes, and to set their hearts upon riches and upon the vain things of the world, that they began to be scornful one towards another, and they began to, to persecute those that did not believe according to their own will and pleasure. And thus in the eighth year of the reign of the judges there began to be great contentions among the people of the church. Yea, there were envyings and strife and malice and persecutions and pride even to exceed the pride of those who do not belong to the church of God. And thus ended the eighth year of the reign of the judges, and the wickedness of the church was a great stumbling block to those who did not belong to the church, and thus the church began to fail in its progress. And it came to pass in the commencement of the ninth year, Alma saw the wickedness of the church, and he saw that the example of the church began to lead those who were unbelievers on from one piece of iniquity to another, thus bringing on the destruction of the people. Yea, he saw great inequality among the people, some lifting themselves up with their pride, despising others, turning their backs upon the needy and the naked, and those who were hungry, and those who were athirst, and those who were sick and afflicted. Now this was a great cause for lamentations among the people, while others were abasing themselves, succoring those who stood in need of their succor, such as imparting their substance to the poor and the needy, feeding the hungry, and suffering all manner of afflictions for Christ's sake, who should come according to the spirit of prophecy. 
looking forward to that day, thus retaining a remission of their sins, being filled with great joy because of the resurrection of the dead, according to the will and power and deliverance of Jesus Christ from the bands of death. And now it came to pass that Alma, having seen the afflictions of the humble followers of God, and the persecutions which were heaped upon them by the remainder of his people, and seeing all their iniquity, inequality, began to be very sorrowful. Nevertheless, the Spirit of the Lord did not fail him. And he selected a wise man who was among the elders of the church and gave him power according to the voice of the people that he might have power to enact laws according to the laws which had been given and to put them in force according to the wickedness and the crimes of the people. Now this man's name was Nephiha, and he was appointed chief judge, and he sat in the judgment seat to judge and to govern the people. Now Alma did not grant unto him the office of being high priest over the church, but he retained the office of high priest unto himself, but he delivered the judgment seat unto Nephiha. And he did this, and this he did, that he himself might go forth among the people, or among the people of Nephi, that he might preach the word of God unto them, to stir them up in remembrance of their duty, and that he might pull down by the word of God all the pride and craftiness and all the contentions which were among his people, seeing no way that he might reclaim them, save it were in bearing down in pure testimony against them. And thus in the commencement of the ninth year of the reign of the, the, of the judges over the people of Nephi, Alma delivered up the judgment seat to Nephiha and confined himself wholly to the high priesthood of the holy order of God to the testimony of the word according to the spirit of revelation and prophecy. The words which Alma, the high priest, according to the holy order of God, delivered to the people in their cities and villages throughout the land, comprising chapter 5. Alma chapter 5. To gain salvation, men must repent and keep the commandments, be born again, cleanse their garments through the blood of Christ, be humble and strip themselves of pride and envy and do the works of righteousness. The good shepherd calls his people. Those who do evil works are children of the devil. Alma testifies that the truth of his doctrine and commands men to repent. The names of the righteous will be written in the book of life. Now it came to pass that Alma began to deliver the word of God unto the people, first in the land of Zarahemla, and from thence throughout all the land. And these are the words which he spake to the people in the church which was established in the city of Zarahemla, according to his own record, saying, I, Alma, having been consecrated by my father Alma to be a high priest over the church of God, he having power and authority from God to do these things, Behold, I say unto you that he began to establish a church in the land which was in the borders of Nephi, yea, the land which was called the land of Mormon, yea, and he did baptize his brethren in the waters of Mormon. And behold, I say unto you, they were delivered out of the hands of the people of King Noah by the mercy and power of God. And behold, after that they were brought into bondage by the hands of the Lamanites in the wilderness. Yea, I say unto you, they were in captivity, and again the Lord did deliver them out of bondage by the power of his word, and we were brought into this land, and here we began to establish the church of God throughout this land also. And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren, that you belong to this church. Have you sufficiently retained in remembrance the captivity of your fathers? Yea, and have you sufficiently retained in remembrance his mercy and long suffering towards them? And moreover, have ye sufficiently retained in remembrance that he has delivered their souls from hell? Behold, he has changed their hearts. Yea, he awakened them out of a deep sleep, and they awoke unto God. Behold, they were in the midst of darkness. Nevertheless, their souls were illuminated by the light of, a, of the everlasting world. Yea, they were encircled about by the bands of death and the chains of hell, and an everlasting destruction did await them. 
And now I ask of you, my brethren, were they destroyed? Behold, I say unto you, nay, they were not. And again, I ask, were the bands of death broken and the chains of hell which encircled them about, were they loosed? I say unto you, yea, they were loosed, and their stoles did expand, and they did sing redeeming love. And I say unto you that they are saved. And now I ask of you, on what conditions are they saved? Yea, on what, what grounds are they to hope for salvation? What is the cause of their being loosed from the bands of death, yea, and also the chains of hell? Behold, I can tell you, did not my father Alma believe in the words which were delivered by the mouth of Abinadi? And was he not a holy prophet? Do not speak the words of God, and my father Alma believed them. And according to his faith, there was a mighty change wrought in his heart. Behold, I say unto you that this is all true. And behold, he preached the word unto your fathers, and a mighty change was also wrought in their hearts. And they humbled themselves and put their trust in the true and living God. And behold, they were faithful until the end, therefore they were saved. And now, behold, I ask of you, my brethren of the church, have you spiritually been born of God? Have you received his image in your countenances? Have you experienced this mighty change in your hearts? Do you exercise faith in the redemption of him who created you? Do you look forward with an eye of faith and view this mortal body raised in immortality, this corruption raised in incorruption, to stand before God to be judged according to the deeds which have been done in the mortal body? I say unto you, can you imagine to yourselves that you hear the voice of the Lord saying unto you in that day, Come unto me, ye blessed, for behold, your works have been the works of righteousness upon the face of the earth. Or do you imagine to yourselves that you can lie unto the Lord in that day and say, Lord, our works have been righteous works upon the face of the earth, and that he will save you? Or otherwise, can you imagine yourselves brought before the tribunal of God with your souls filled with guilt and remorse, having a remembrance of all your guilt, yea, a perfect remembrance of all your wickedness, yea, remembrance that you have set at defiance the commandments of God? I say unto you, can you can you look up to God at that day with a pure heart and clean hands? I say unto you, can you look up having the image of God engraven upon your countenances? I say unto you, can you think of being saved when you have yielded yourselves to become subjects to the devil? I say unto you, you will know at that day that ye cannot be saved, for there can no man be saved except his garments are washed white. Yet his garments must be purified until they are cleansed from all stain through the blood of him who has been spoken by our fathers, who should come to redeem his people from their sins. And now I ask of you, my brethren, how will any of you feel if you shall stand before the bar of God, having your garments stained with blood and all manner of filthiness? Behold, what will these things testify against you? Behold, will they not testify that ye are murderers? Yea, and also that ye are guilty of all, all manner of wickedness? Behold, my brethren, do ye suppose that such a one can have a place to sit down in the kingdom of God, with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, and also all the holy prophets whose garments are cleansed and are spotless, pure, and white? I say unto you, Nay, except ye make our Creator a liar from the beginning, or suppose that he is a liar from the beginning, ye cannot suppose that such can have place in the kingdom of heaven, but they shall be cast out, for they are the children of the kingdom of the devil." And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren, if you have experienced a change of heart, and if you have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can you feel so now? Have you walked, keeping yourselves blameless before God? Could you say, if you were called to die at this time within yourselves, that you had been sufficiently humble, that your garments have been cleansed and made white through the blood of Christ, who will come to redeem his people from their sins? Behold, are you stripped of pride? I say unto you, if you are not, you are not prepared to meet God. Behold, you must prepare quickly, for the kingdom of heaven is soon at hand, and such an one hath not eternal life. Behold, I say, is there one among you who is not stripped of envy? I say unto you that such a one is not prepared, and I would that he should prepare quickly, for the hour is close at hand, and he knoweth not when the time shall come, for such an one is not found guiltless. 
And again, I say unto you, is there one among you that doth make a mock of his brother or that heapeth upon him persecutions? Woe unto such a one, for he is not prepared in the time is at hand that he must repent or he cannot be saved. Yea, even woe unto all your workers of iniquity. Repent, repent, for the Lord God hath spoken it. Behold, he sendeth an invitation unto all men, for the arms of mercy are extended towards them. And he saith, Repent, and I will receive you. Yea, he saith, Come unto me, and ye shall partake of the fruit of the tree of life. Yea, and ye shall eat and drink of the bread and the waters of life freely. Yea, come unto me, and bring forth fruits, works of righteousness, and ye shall not be hewn down and cast into the fire. For behold, the time is at hand that whosoever bringeth forth not good fruit, or whosoever doth not the works of righteousness, the same shall have cause to wail and mourn. O ye workers of iniquity, ye that are puffed up in the vain things of the world, ye that have professed to have known the ways of righteousness, nevertheless have gone astray as sheep having no shepherd, notwithstanding a shepherd hath called after you and is still calling after you, but you will not hearken unto his voice. Behold, I say unto you, the good shepherd doth call you. Yea, and in his own name he doth call you, which is the name of Christ. And if ye will not hearken unto the voice of the good shepherd, to the name by which ye are called, behold, ye are not the sheep of the good shepherd. Now, if ye are not the sheep of the good shepherd, of what fold are ye? Behold, I say unto you that the devil is your shepherd, and ye are of his fold. And now, who can deny this? Behold, I say unto you, whosoever denieth this is a liar and a child of the devil. For I say unto you that what... Whatsoever is good cometh from God, and whatsoever is evil cometh from the devil. Therefore, if a man bringeth forth good works, he hearkeneth unto the voice of the good shepherd, and he doth follow him. But whosoever bringeth forth evil works, the same becometh the child of the devil, for he hearkeneth unto his voice, and doth follow him. And whosoever doth, doth this minute doeth this must receive his wages of him. Therefore, for his wages he receiveth death, as to all things pertaining unto righteousness, being dead unto all good works." And now, my brethren, I would that you should hear me, for I speak in the energy of my soul. For behold, I have spoken unto you plainly that ye cannot err, or have spoken according to the commandments of God. For I am called to speak after this manner, according to the holy order of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Yea, I am commanded to stand and testify unto this people the things which have been spoken by our fathers concerning the things which are to come. And this is not all. Do you not suppose that I know of these things myself? Behold, I testify unto you that I do know that these things whereof I have spoken are true. And how do you suppose that I know of their surety? Behold, I say unto you that they are made known unto me by the Holy Spirit of God. Behold, I have fasted and prayed many days that I might know these things of myself. And now I do know of myself that they are true, for the Lord God hath made them manifest unto me by his Holy Spirit. And this is the spirit of revelation that is in me. And moreover, I say unto you that it hath been thus revealed unto me, that the words which have been spoken by our fathers are true, even so according to the spirit of prophecy which is in me, which is also by the manifestation of the spirit of God. I say unto you that I know of myself that whatsoever I shall say unto you concerning that which to come is true. I say unto you that I know that Jesus Christ shall come, yea, the Son, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and mercy and truth. And behold, that it is he that cometh to take away the sins of the world, yea, the sins of every man who, doth, who steadfastly believeth on his name. And now I say unto you that this is the order after which I am call, called, yea, to preach unto my beloved brethren, yea, and everyone that dwelleth in the land, yea, to preach unto all, both old and young, both bond and free, yea, I say unto you that the age and also the middle age and the rising generation, yea, to cry unto them, they must repent and be born again. Yea, thus saith the Spirit, repent all ye ends of the earth, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yea, the Son of God cometh in his glory and his might in majesty, power, and dominion. Yea, my beloved brethren, I say unto you that the Spirit saith, Behold the glory of the King of all the earth, and also the King of heaven shall very soon shine forth among the children of men. And also the Spirit saith unto me, Yea, crieth unto me with a mighty voice, for saying, Go forth and say unto this people, Repent, for except ye repent, ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, the Spirit saith, Behold the axe is laid at the root of the tree, therefore every tree that bringeth not 
Good forth, good fruit shall be hewn down and cast into the fire. Yea, a fire which cannot be consumed, even unquenchable fire. Behold and remember, the Holy One hath spoken it. And now, my beloved brethren, I say unto you, can you withstand these things? Yea, can you lay aside these things and trample the Holy One under your feet? Yea, can you be puffed up in the pride of your hearts? Yea, will you still persist in wearing of costly apparel and setting your hearts upon the vain things of the world, upon your riches? Yea, will you persist in supposing that you are better than one another? Yea, will you persist in the persecution of your brethren who humble themselves and to walk after the holy order of God, where which they have been brought into this holy church, having been sanctified with the Holy Spirit, and they do bring forth works which are meet unto repentance? Yea, and will you persist in turning your backs upon the poor and the needy and withholding your substance from them? And finally, all ye that will persist in your wickedness, I say unto you that these are they who shall be hewn down and cast into the fire, except they speedily repent. And now I say unto you, and all you that are desirous to follow the voice of the good shepherd, come ye out from the wicked, and be ye separate, and touch not their unclean things, and behold, their names shall be blotted out. The names of the wicked shall not be numbered among the names of the righteous. The word of God may be fulfilled, which saith, the names of the wicked shall not be mingled with the names of my people. For the names of the righteous shall be written in the book of life, and unto them will I grant an inheritance at my right hand. And now, my brethren, what have ye to say against this? I say unto you, if ye speak against it, it matters not, for the word of God must be fulfilled. For what shepherd is there among you, having many sheep, does not watch out for them, that the wolves enter not and devour his flock? And behold, if a wolf does enter his flock, doth he not drive him out? Yea, and at the last, if he can, he will destroy him. And I say unto you that the good shepherd doth call call after you, and if you will hearken unto his voice, he will bring you into his fold, and ye are his sheep, and he commandeth you that ye suffer no ravenous wolf to enter among you, that ye may not be destroyed. And now I, Alma, do command you in the language of him who hath commanded me, that ye observe to do the words which I have spoken unto you. I speak by way of command unto you that belong in the church, and unto those who do not belong in the church I speak by way of invitation, saying, Come and be baptized unto repentance, that ye may also be partakers of the fruit of the tree of life. Alma chapter 6. The church in Zarahemla is cleansed and set in order. Alma goes to Gideon to preach. About 83 BC. And now it came to pass that after Alma had made an end of speaking unto the people of the church, which was established in the city of Zarahemla, he ordained priests and elders by laying on his hands according to the order of God to preside and watch over the church. And it came to pass that whosoever did not belong to the church who repented of their sins were baptized unto repentance and were received into the church. And it also came to pass that whosoever did belong to the church that did not repent of their wickedness and humble themselves before God, I mean those who were lifted up in the pride of their hearts, the same were rejected and their names were bloated out, that their names were not numbered among those of the righteous." And thus they began to establish the order of the church in the city of Zarahemla. Now I would that ye should understand that the word of God was liberal unto all, that none were deprived of the privilege of assembling themselves together to hear the word of God. Nevertheless, the children of God were commanded that they should gather themselves together oft, and join in fasting and mighty prayer in behalf of the welfare of the souls of those who knew not God. And now it came to pass that when Alma had made these regulations, he departed from them, yea, from the church which was in the city of Zarahemla, and went over upon the east of the river Sidon, into the valley of Gideon. There having been a city built, which was called the city of Gideon, which was in the valley that was called Gideon, being called after the man who was slain by the hand of Nehor with the sword. 
And Alma went and began, began to declare the word of God unto the church which was established in the valley of Gideon, according to the revelation of the truth of the word which had been spoken by his fathers, and according to the spirits of prophecy which was in him, according to the testimony of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who should come to redeem his people from their sins, and the holy order by which he was called, and thus it is written, Amen. Alma 7. The words of Alma which he delivered to the people in Gideon, according to his own record. Christ will be born of Mary. He will lose the bands of death and bear the sins of his people. Those who repent are baptized and keep the commandments will have eternal life. Filthiness cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Humility, faith, hope, and charity are acquired. About 83 BC. Alma chapter 7. Behold, my beloved brethren, seeing that I have been permitted to come unto you, therefore I attempt to address you in my language, yea, by my own mouth, seeing that is the first time that I have spoken unto you by the words of my mouth, I have been wholly confined to the judgment seat, having had much business that I could not come unto you. And even I could not have come now at this time, were it not that to the judgment seat hath been given to another to reign in my stead. And the Lord in, my, in much mercy hath granted that I should come unto you. And behold, I have come having great hopes and much desire that I should find that ye have humbled yourselves before God and that ye have continued in the supplicating of his grace that I should find that ye were blameless before him, that I should find that ye were not in the awful dilemma that our brethren were in Zarahemla, were in at Zarahemla. But blessed by... But blessed be the name of God, that he hath given me to know, yea, hath given unto me the exceedingly great joy of knowing that they are established again in the way of his, this, his righteousness. And I trust according to the Spirit of God which is in me, that I shall also have joy over you. Nevertheless, I do not desire that my joy over you should come by the cause of so much afflictions and sorrow, which I have had for the brethren at Zarahemla. For behold, my joy cometh over them after while waiting through the through much affliction and sorrow. But behold, I trust that ye are not in a state of so much unbelief as were your brethren. I trust that ye are not lifted up in the pride of your hearts. Yea, I trust that ye have not set your hearts upon riches and the vain things of the world. Yea, I trust that ye do not worship idols, but that ye do worship the true and the living God and that you look forward for the remission of your sins with an everlasting faith which is to come. For behold, I say unto you, there be many things to come, and behold, there is one thing which is for behold, which is of more importance than they all. For behold, the time is not far distant that re the Redeemer liveth and cometh among his people. Behold, I do not say that he will come among us at the time of this dwell of his dwelling in his mortal tabernacle. For behold, the Spirit hath not said unto me that this should be the case. Now as to this thing I do not know, but this much I do know, that the Lord God hath power to do all things which are according to his word. But behold, the Spirit hath said this much unto me, saying, Cry unto this people, saying, Repent ye, and repair the way of the Lord, and walk in his paths which are straight. 
For behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and the Son of God cometh upon the face of the earth. And behold, he shall be born of, of Mary at Jerusalem, which is the land of the forefathers, she being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, who shall be overshadowed and conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, and bring forth a son, yea, even the Son of God. And he shall go forth, suffering pains and afflictions and temptation, the word, the word might, temptations of every kind, and this that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon him the pains and the sickness of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may lose the bands of death, which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy, according to the flesh, that he may know according to that he may know according to the flesh to succor his people according to their infirmities. Now the Spirit knoweth all things. Nevertheless, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. And now, now behold, this is the testimony which is in me. Now I say unto you that ye must repent and be born again. For the Spirit saith, If ye are not born again, ye cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Therefore come and be baptized into repentance, that ye may be washed from your sins, that ye may have faith on the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sins of the world. It is mighty to, to save and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. Yea, I say unto you, Come and fear not, and lay aside every sin which easily doth beset, beset you, which doth bind you down to destruction. Yea, come and go forth, and show unto your God that ye are willing to repent of your sins, and enter into a covenant with him to keep his commandments, and witness it unto him this day by going into the waters of baptism. And whosoever doeth this, and keepeth the commandments of God, from therefore the same will remember that I say unto him. Yea, he will remember that I have said unto him, He shall have eternal life, according to the testimony of the Holy Spirit which testifieth in me. And now, my beloved brethren, do you believe these things? Behold, I say unto you, Yea, I know that ye believe them. And the way that I know that ye believe them is by the manifestation of the Spirit which is in me. And now, because of your faith is strong, Concerning that, yea, concerning the things which I have spoken, great is my joy. For as I said unto you from the beginning, that I had much desire that you were not in the state of dilemma like your brethren, even so I have found that my desires have been gratified. For I perceive that ye are in the path of righteousness. I perceive that ye are in the path which leads to the kingdom of God. Yea, I perceive that ye are making his path straight. I perceive that it has been made known unto you by the testimony of his word that he cannot walk in crooked paths, neither doth he vary from that which he hath said, neither hath he a shadow of, of turning from the right to the left, or from that which is right to that which is wrong. Therefore his course is one eternal round, and he does not dwell in unholy temples, Neither can filthiness or anything which is unclean be received unto the kingdom of God. Therefore I say unto you, at the time shall come, yea, and it shall be a, at the last day, 
that he who is filthy shall remain in his filthiness. And now, my beloved brethren, I have said these things unto you, that I might awaken you to a sense of your duty to God, that ye may walk blameless before him, that ye may walk after the holy order of God, after which ye have been received. And now I would that ye should be humble and be submissive and gentle, easy, easy to be entreated, full of patience and long-suffering, being temp temperate in all things, being diligent in keeping the commandments of God at all times, asking for whatsoever things ye stand in, in need, both spiritual and temporal, always returning thanks unto God for whatsoever things ye do receive. And see that ye have faith, hope, and charity, and then ye will always abound in good works. And may the Lord bless you, and keep your garments spotless, that ye may at last be brought to sit down with Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, and the holy prophets who have been ever since the world began, having your garments spotless, even as your garments are spotless, in the kingdom of heaven to go no more out. And now, my beloved brethren, I have spoken these words unto you according to the Spirit which is testifieth in me, and my soul doth exceedingly rejoice because of the exceeding diligence and heed which ye have given unto my word. And now may the peace of God rest upon you and upon your house and the lands and upon your flocks and herds and all that you and all that you possess, your women and your children, according to your faith and good works, from this time forth and forever. And thus I have spoken. Amen. Chapter 8 Alma preaches and baptizes in Melech. He is rejected in Ammonihah and leaves. An angel commands him to return and cry repentance unto the people. He is received by Amulek, and the two of them preach in Ammonihah about 82 B.C. Alma, chapter 8. And now it came to pass that Alma returned from the land of Gideon after having taught the people of Gideon many things which cannot be written, having established the order of the church according as he had before done in the land of Zarahemla. Yea, he returned to his own house at Zarahemla to rest himself from the labors which he had performed. And thus ended the ninth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And it came to pass in the commandments of the tenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi that Alma departed from thence and took his journey over into the land of Melk on the west of the river Sidon, on the west by the borders of the wilderness. And he began to teach the people in the land of milk according to the holy order of God, by which he had been called, and he began to teach the people through all the land of milk. Melik. And it came to pass that the people came to him through all the borders of the land which was by the wilderness side, and they were baptized through all the land. So that when he had finished his work at Melik, he departed thence and traveled three days' journey on the north of the land of Melik, and he came to a city which was called Ammonahai. Hai. Now it was the custom of the people of Nephi to call their lands and their cities and their villages, yea, even all their small villages, after the name of him who first possessed them. And thus it was with the land of Ammonahai. 
And it came to pass that when Alma had come to the city of Ammonahai, he began to preach the words of God unto them. Now Satan had gotten great hold upon the hearts of the people of the city of Ammonahai. Therefore they would not hearken unto the words of Alma. Nevertheless, Alma labored much in spirit, wrestling with God in mighty prayer, that he would pour out his spirit upon the people who were in the city, that he would also grant that he might baptize them unto repentance. Nevertheless, they hardened their hearts, saying unto him, Behold, we know that thou art Alma, and we know that thou art high priest over the church, which thou hast established in many parts of the land, according to your tradition, and we may and we are not of thy church, and we do not believe in such foolish traditions. And now we know that because we are not of thy church, we know that thou hast no power over us, and thou hast delivered up the judgment seat unto Nephiha. Therefore thou art not the chief judge over us. Now when the people had said this, and withstood all his words, and revealed him and split upon him and caused that he should be cast out of their city. He departed thence and took his journey towards the city, which was called Aaron. And it came to pass that while he was journeying thither, being weighed down with sorrow, wading through much tribulation and anguish of soul because of the wickedness of the people who were in the city of Ammonihah, it came to pass while Alma was thus weighed down with sorrow, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him, saying, Blessed art thou, Alma, therefore lift up thy head and rejoice, for thou hast great cause to rejoice, for thou hast been faithful in keeping the commandments of God from the time which thou receivest thy first message from him. Behold, I am he that delivered it unto you. And behold, I am sent to command thee that thou returneth to the city of Ammonihah and preach again unto the people of the city. Yea, preach, yea, preach unto them. Yea, say unto them, except they repent, the Lord God will destroy them. For behold, they do study at this time that they may destroy the liberty of the people. For, the, for thus saith the Lord which is contrary to the statutes and judgments and commandments which he has given unto his people. Now it came to pass that after Alma had received his message from the angel of the Lord, he returned speedily to the land of Ammonihah, and he entered the city by another way, yea, by way which is on the south of the city of Ammonihah. And as he entered the city, he was hungered, and he said to a man, Will you, will ye give to an humble servant of God something to eat? And the man said unto him, I am a Nephite, and I know. I am a Nephite, and I know that thou art a holy prophet of God, for thou art the man whom an angel said in a vision, Thou shalt receive. Therefore go with me into my house, and I will impart unto thee of my food. And I know that thou wilt be a blessing unto me in my house. 
And it came to pass that the man received him into his house. And the man was called Amulek, and he brought forth bread and meat and set before Alma. And it came to pass that Alma ate bread and was filled, and he blessed Amulek and his house, and he gave thanks unto God. And after he had eaten and was filled, he said unto Amulek, I am Alma, and am the high priest over the church of God throughout the land. And behold, I have been called to preach the word of God among all this people, according to the spirit of revelation and prophecy. And I was in this land, and they would not receive me, but they cast me out, and I was about to set my back towards this land forever. But behold, I have been commanded that I should turn again and prophesy unto, prophesy unto these people, yea, and to testify against them, conquering their iniquities. And now, Amalek, because thou hast fed me and taken me in, thou art blessed, for I was and hungered, for I had fasted many days. And Alma tarried many days with Amulek before he began to preach unto the people. And it came to pass that the people did wax more gross in their iniquities. And the word came to Alma, saying, Go, and also say unto my servant Amulek, Go forth and prophesy unto this people, saying, Repent ye, for thus saith the Lord, Except ye repent, I will visit this people in mine anger, yea, and I will not turn my fierce anger away. And Alma went forth, and also Amulek, among the people, to declare the words of God unto them. And those were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they had power given unto them, insomuch that they could not be confined in dungeons, neither was it possible that any man could slay them. Nevertheless, they did not exercise their power until they were bound in bands and cast into prison. Now this was done that the Lord might show forth his power in them. And it came to pass that they went forth and began to preach and to prophesy unto the people according to the spirit and power which the Lord hath given them. The words of Alma, and also the words of Amulek, which were declared unto the people who were in the land of Ammonihah. And also they are cast into prison, and delivered by the miraculous power of God which was in them, according to the record of Alma comprising chapters 9 to 14 inclusive. Alma chapter 9 Alma commands the people of Ammoniah to repent. The Lord will be merciful to the Lamanites in the last days. If the Nephites forsake the light, they will be destroyed by the Lamanites. The Son of God will come soon. He will redeem those who repent, are baptized, and have faith in his name about 82 BC. And again, I, Alma, have been commanded of the God that I should take Amulek and go forth and preach again unto his people, or the people who were in the city of Ammoniah. It came to pass, as I began to preach unto them, they began to contend with me, saying, Who art thou? Suppose ye that we shall believe the testimony of one man, although he should preach unto us that the earth should pass away. Now they understood not the words which they spake, for they knew not that the earth should pass away. And they said also, We will not believe thy words if thou shouldest prophesy that this great city should be destroyed in one day. 
Now they knew not that God could do such marvelous works, for they were a hard-hearted and stiff-necked people. And they said, Who is God that sendeth no more authority than one man among this people to declare unto them the truth of such great and marvelous things? And they stood forth to lay their hands on me, but behold, they did not. And I stood with boldness to declare unto them, Yea, I did boldly testify unto them, saying, Behold, O ye wicked and per perverse generation, how have ye forgotten the tradition of our fathers? Yea, how soon ye have forgotten the commandments of God. Do ye not remember that our father Lehi was brought out of Jerusalem by the hand of God? Do ye not remember that they, we were all led by him through the wilderness? And have ye forgotten so soon how many times he delivered our fathers out of the hands of their enemies and preserved them from being destroyed even by the hands of their own brethren? Yea, and if it had not been for his matchless power and his mercy and his long suffering towards us, we should unavoidably have been cut off from the face of earth long before this period of time, and perhaps been consigned to a state of endless misery and woe. Behold, now I say unto you that except I say unto you that he commandeth you to repent, and except ye repent, ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. But behold, this is not all. He has commanded you to repent, or he will utterly destroy you from the face of earth. Yea, he will visit you in his anger, and in his fierce anger he will not turn away. Behold, do ye not remember the words which he spake unto Lehi? Say thing that, saying that, inasmuch as ye shall keep in my commandments ye shall prosper in the land. And again it is said that, Inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. Now I would that ye should remember, that inasmuch as the Lamanites have not kept the commandments of God, they have been cut off from the presence of the Lord. Now we see that the word of the Lord has been verified in this thing. And the Lamanites have been cut off from the presence, from the beginning of their transgressions in the land. Nevertheless, I say unto you, that it shall be more tolerable for them in the day of judgment than for you if ye remain in your sins. Yea, and even more tolerable for them in this life than for you, except ye repent." For there are many promises which are extended to the Lamanites, for it is because of the traditions of their fathers that caused them to remain in their state of ignorance. Therefore the Lord will be merciful unto them and prolong their existence in the land. And at some period of time they will be brought to believe in his words and to know the incorrectness of the traditions of their fathers. And many of them will be saved. For the Lord will be merciful unto all who call on his name. But behold, I say unto you, that if ye persist in your wickedness, that your days shall not be prolonged in the land, for the Lamanites shall be sent upon you. And if ye repent, not they shall come in a time when you know not. And ye shall be visited with utter destruction, and it shall be according to the fierce 
anger of the Lord. For ye will not suffer you that ye shall live in your iniquities to destroy his people. I say unto you, Nay, he should rather suffer the Lamanites might destroy all his people who are called the people of Nephi, if it were possible that they could fall into sins and transgressions, after having had so much light and so much knowledge given unto them of the Lord their God. Yea, after having been such a highly favored people of the Lord, yea, after having been favored above every other nation, kindred, tongue, or people, after having all things made known unto them, according to their desires and their faith, and prayers of that which has been, and which is, and which is to come. Having been visited by the Spirit of God, having conversed with angels, and having been spoken unto by the voice of the Lord, and having the spirit of prophecy, and the spirit of revelation, and also many gifts, the gift of speaking with tongues, and the gift of preaching, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the gift of translation. Yea, and after having been delivered of God out of the Lord land of Jerusalem by the hand of the Lord, having been saved from the famine and from sickness and all manner of disease in every kind, and they have been waxed strong in battle, that they might not be destroyed, having been brought out of bondage time after time, and having been kept and preserved until now. And they have been prospered until they are rich in all manner of things. And now I behold, I say unto you, that if this people, who have received so many blessings from the hand of the Lord, should transgress, contrary to the light and knowledge which they do have, I say unto you that if this be the case, that if they should fall into transgression, it would be far more tolerable for the Lamanites than for them. Behold, the promises of the Lord are extended to the Lamanites, but they are not unto you if ye transgress. For has not the Lord expressively promised and firmly decreed that if ye will rebel against him, that ye shall utterly be destroyed from off the face of the earth. And now for this cause, that ye may not be destroyed, the Lord has sent his angel to visit many of his people, declaring unto them that they must go forth and cry mightily unto this people, saying, Repent ye, and the kingdom of heaven is nigh at hand. Is nigh at hand. And not many days hence the Son of God shall come in his glory, and his glory shall be the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, equity, and truth, full of patience, mercy, and long suffering, quick to hear the cries of his people and to answer their prayers. And behold, he cometh to redeem those who will be baptized unto repentance through faith on the, his name. Therefore, prepare. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, for the time is at hand that all men shall reap a reward of their works, according to that which they have been. If they have been righteous, they shall reap the salvation of their souls, according to the power and deliverance of Jesus Christ. And if they have been evil, they shall reap the damnation of their souls, according to the power and captivation of the devil." Now behold, this is the voice of the angel crying unto the people. And now, my beloved brethren, for ye are my brethren, and ye ought to be 
beloved, and ye ought to bring forth works which are met for repentance, seeing that your hearts have been grossly hardened against the word of God, and seeing that ye are lost and fallen people. Now it came to pass that when I, Alma, had spoken these words, behold, the people were wroth with me, because I said unto them that they were hard-hearted and a stiff-necked people, and also because I said unto them that they were lost and a fallen people that were angry with me and sought to lay their hands upon me, that they might cast me into prison. But it came to pass that the Lord did not suffer them that they should take me at the time and cast me into prison. And it came to pass that Amulek went and stood forth and began to preach unto them also. And now the words of Amulek are not all written. Nevertheless, a part of his words are written in this book. Alma, chapter 10. Lehi descended from Manasseh. Amulek recounts the angelic command that he care for Alma. The prayers of the righteous cause the people to be spared. Unrighteous lawyers and judges lay the, the foundation of the destruction of the people, about 82 BC. Now these are the words which Amulek preached unto the people who were in the land of Ammonihah, saying, I am Amulek, I am the son of Gedona, who was the son of Ishmael, who was a descendant of Amminadi, and it was that same Amminadi who interrupted who interpreted the writing which was upon the wall of the temple, which was written by the finger of God. And I, Amminadi, was a descendant of Nephi, who was the son of Lehi, who came out of the land of Jerusalem, who was a descendant of Manasseh, who was the son of Joseph, who was sold into Egypt by the hands of his brethren. And behold, I am also a man of no small reputation among all those who know me. Yea, and behold, I have many kindreds and friends, and I have also acquired much riches by the hand of my industry. Nevertheless, all this, I never have known much of the ways of the Lord and his mysteries and marvelous power. I said I never had known much of these things, but behold, I mistake, for I have seen much of his mysteries and his marvelous power. Yea, even in the preservation of the lives of this people. Nevertheless, I did harden my heart, for I was called many things, and I would not hear. Therefore, I knew concerning these things, yet I would not know. Therefore, I went on rebelling against God in the wickedness of my heart, even until the fourth day of this seventh month, which is in the tenth year of the reign of the judges. As I was journeying, Journeying to see a very near kindred, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto me and said, Amulek, return to thy own house, for thou shalt feed a prophet of the Lord. Yea, a holy man who is a chosen man of God, for he has fastened, for he has, for he has fasted many days because of the sins of his, of this people. And he is and hung, hungered and thou shalt receive him and to thy house and feed him, and he shall bless thee in thy house, and the blessings of the Lord shall rest upon thee in thy house. And it came to pass that I obeyed the voice of the angel, and returned towards my house. And as I was going thither, I found the man whom the angel said unto me, Thou shalt receive into thy house. And behold, it was this same man 
who has been speaking unto you concerning the things of God. And the angel said unto me, He is a holy man. Wherefore I know he is a holy man, because it was said by an angel of God. And again, I know that the things whereof he hath testified are true. For behold, I say unto you, that as the Lord liveth, even so has he sent his angel to make these things manifest unto me. And this he has done while that, while this Alma hath dwelt at my house. For behold, the hath blessed mine house. He hath blessed me and my woman and my children and my father and my king's folk. Yea, even all my kindred hath he blessed, and the blessing of the Lord hath rested upon us according to the words which he spake. And now, when Amulek had spoken these words, the people began to be astonished, seeing there was more than one witness who testified of the things whereof they were accused, and also of the things which were to come, which were to come, according to the spirit of prophecy which was in them. Nevertheless, there were some among them who thought to question them that by their cunning devices they might catch them in their words, and they might find witness against them, and they might deliver them to their judges, and they might be judged according to law, and that they might be slain or cast into prison according to the crime which they could make appear or witness again against them. Now it was those men who sought to destroy them, and were lawyers who were hired of appointed or appointed by the people to administer the law at their times of trials, or at the trials of the crimes of the people began before the judges. Now these lawyers were learned in all the arts and cunning of the people, and this was to en enable them, and they might be skillful in their profession. And it came to pass that they began to question Amulek, that, therefore, that thereby they might make him cross his words or contradict the words which he should speak. Now they knew not that Amulet could know of their designs. But if, but it came to pass as they began to question him. He perceived their thoughts and he said unto them, O ye, o ye wicked and perverse generation, ye lawyers and hypocrites, for ye are lying are laying the foundations of the devil. For ye are lying traps and snares to catch the holy ones of God. Ye are lying plans to pervert to pervert the ways of the righteous and to bring down the wrath of God upon your heads, even to the utter destruction of this people. Ye yea, well did Mosiah say, who was our last king when he was about to deliver up the kingdom having no one to comfort it upon, causing that this people should be governed. By their own voices, yea, well did he say, that if the time should come, that the voice of this people should choose inadequacy. That is, if the time should come, that this people should fall into transgression, they would be ripe for destruction. And now I say unto you, that well doth the Lord judge of your inadequacies. Well doth he cry unto this people by the voice of his angels. 
Repent ye, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yea, well doth he cry by the voice of his angels, that I will come down among my people with equity and equity and justice in my hands. Yea, and I say unto you that if it were not for the prayers of the righteous who are now in the land, that ye would even now be visited with utter destruction. Yet it would not be by flood as were the people in the days of Noah, but it would be by famine and by pestilence and the sword. But it is by the prayers of the righteous that ye are spared. Now therefore, if ye will cast out the righteous from among you, then will not the Lord stay his hand. But in his fierce anger he will come out against you. Then ye shall be smitten by famine and by pestilence and by the sword. And the time is soon at hand, except ye repent. And now it came to pass that the people were more angry with Amulek. And they cried out, saying, This man doth revile against our laws, which are just in our wise. Lawyers whom we, we have selected. But Amulek stretched forth by hand and cried the mightier unto them, saying, O ye wicked and perverse generation, why hath Satan got such great hold upon your hearts? Why will ye yield yourselves unto him, that he may have power over you, to blind your eyes, that ye will not understand the words which are spoken according to their truth? For behold, have I testified against your law? Ye do not understand. Ye say that I have spoken against your law, but I have not. But I have spoken in favor of your of your law to your condemn, condemnation. Uh, and now, behold, I say unto you that the foundation of the destruction of this people is beginning to be laid by the unrighteousness of your lawyers and your judges. And now it came to pass that when Amulek had spoken these words, the people cried out against him, saying, now we know that this man is a child of the devil, for he hath lied unto us, for he hath spoken against our law. And now he says that he has not spoken against it. And again he has reviled against our lawyers and our judges. And it came to pass that the lawyers put into their hearts and they should remember these things against him. And there was one more, and there was one more among them whose name was Zizrum. Now he was the foremost to accuse Amulek and Alma, he being one of the most expert among them, having much business to do among the people. Now the object of these lawyers was to get gain, and they got gain according to their employ. Chapter 11. The Nephite monetary system is set forth. Amulek contends with Zeezrom. Christ will not save people in their sins. Only those who inherit the kingdom of heaven are saved. All men will rise in immortality. There is no death after the resurrection, about 82 BC. Now it was in the law of Mosiah that every man who was a judge of the law or those who were appointed to be judges should receive wages according to the time which they labored to judge those who were brought before them to be judged. Now if a man owed another and he would not pay, that which he did owe, he was complained of to the judge, and the judge executed authority and sent forth officers that the man should be brought before him. 
and he judged the man according to the law and the evidences which were brought against him, and thus the man was compelled to pay that which he owed, or be stripped or be cast out from among the people as a thief and a robber. And the judge received for his wages according to his time a senine of gold for a day, or a senum of silver, which is equal to a senine of gold, and this is according to the law which was given. Now these are the names of the different pieces of their gold and of their silver according to their value. And the names are given by the Nephites, for they did not reckon after the manner of the Jews who were at Jerusalem, neither did they measure after the manner of the Jews. But they altered their reckoning and their measure according to the minds and the circumstances of the people in every generation until the reign of the judges, they having been established by King Mosiah. Now the reckoning is this, a senine of gold, a seon of gold, a shem of gold, and a limnah of gold, a senum of silver, an omner of silver, an ezrim of silver, and an onti of silver. A senum of silver was equal to a senine of gold, and either for a measure of barley and also for a measure of every kind of grain. Now the amount of a seon of gold was twice the value of a senine, and a shum of gold was twice the value of a seon, and a limna of gold was the value of them all, and an omner of silver was as great as two senums, and an ezrim of silver was as great as four senums, and an onti was as great as them all. Now this is the value of the lesser numbers of their reckoning, a shiblon is half of a senum, therefore a shiblon for half a measure of barley, and a shiblon is half of a shiblon, and a lay is half of a shiblon. Now this is the number according to their reckoning. Now an antion of gold is equal to three shiblons. Now it was for the sole purpose to get gain, because they received their wages according to their employ. Therefore, they did stir up the people to writings and all manner of disturbances and wickedness, that they might have more employ, that they might get money according to the suits which were brought before them. Therefore, they did stir up the people against Alma and Amulek. And this Zeezrom began to question Amulek, saying, Will ye answer me a few questions which I shall ask you? Now Zeezrom was a man who was expert in the devices of the devil that he might destroy that which was good. Therefore he said unto Amulek, Will ye answer the questions which I shall put up unto you? And Amulek said unto him, Yea, if it be according to the Spirit of the Lord which is in me, for I shall say nothing which is contrary to the Spirit of the Lord. And Zeezrom said unto him, Behold, here are six ties of silver, and all these will I give thee, if thou wilt deny the existence of a supreme being. Now Amulek said, O thou child of hell, why tempt ye me? Knowest thou that the righteous yieldeth to no such temptations? Believest thou that there is no God? I say unto you, Nay, thou knowest that there is a God, but thou lovest that looser more than him. And now thou hast lied before God unto me. Thou saidest unto me, Behold, these six ties which are of great worth, I give unto thee, when thou hast in thine heart to retain them from me. And it was only thy desire that I should deny the true and living God, that thou mightest have cause to destroy me. And now, behold, for this great evil thou shalt have thy reward. And Zeezrom said unto him, 
Thou sayest there is a true and living God? And Amulek said, Yea, there is a true and living God. Now Zerazim said, Is there more than one God? And he answered, No. Now Zerazim said unto him again, How knowest thou these things? And he said, An angel hath made them known unto me. And Zerazim said again, Who is that that shall come? Is it the Son of God? And he said unto him, Yea. And Zerazim said again, Shall he save his people in their sins? And Amulek answered and said unto him, I say unto you, he shall not, for it is impossible for him to deny his word. Now Zeezrom said unto the people, See that ye remember these things, for he said, There is but one God. Yet he saith that the Son of God shall come, but he shall not save his people, as though he had authority to command God. Now Amulek saith again unto him, Behold, thou hast lied, for thou sayest that I spake as though I had authority to command God, because I said he shall not save his people in their sins. And I say unto you again, that he cannot save them in their sins, for I cannot deny his word. And he hath said that no unclean thing can inherit the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, how can ye be saved except ye inherit the kingdom of heaven? Therefore, ye cannot be saved in your sins." Now Zeezrom saith again unto him, Is the Son of God the very eternal Father? And Amulek said unto him, Yea, he is the very eternal Father of heaven, and of earth, and all things which in them are. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And he shall come into the world to redeem his people, and he shall take upon him the transgressions of those who believe on his name. And these are they that shall have eternal life, and salvation cometh to none else. Therefore, the wicked remain as though there had been no redemption made, except it be the loosing of the bands of death. For behold, the day cometh that all shall rise from the dead and stand before God, and be judged according to their works. Now there is a death which is called a temporal death, and the death of Christ shall loose the bands of this temporal death, that all shall be raised from this temporal death. The spirit and the body shall be reunited again in its perfect form. Both limb and joint shall be restored to its proper frame, even as we now are at this time, and we shall be brought to stand before God, knowing even as we know now and have a bright recollection of all our guilt. Now this restoration shall come to all, both old and young, both bond and free, both male and female, both the wicked and the righteous, and even there shall not so much as a hair of their heads be lost, but everything shall be restored to its perfect frame, as it is now or in the body, and shall be brought and be rearranged before the bar of Christ the Son, and God the Father and the Holy Spirit, which is one eternal God, to be judged according to their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil." Now behold, I have spoken unto you concerning the death of the mortal body and also concerning the resurrection of the mortal body. I say unto you that this mortal body is raised to an immortal body that is from death, even from the first death unto life, that they can die no more, their spirits uniting with their bodies, never to be divided, thus the whole becoming spiritual and immortal, that they can no more see corruption. Now when Amulek had finished these words, the people began again to be astonished, and also Zeezrom began to tremble. And thus ended the words of Amulek, or this is all that I have written. Alma 12, chapter 12. Alma speaks to Zeezrom, the mysteries of God can be given only to the faithful. Men are judged by their thoughts, beliefs, words, and works. The wicked will suffer a spiritual death. 
This mortal life is a probationary state. The plan of redemption brings to pass the resurrection. And through faith, a remission of sins, the repentant have a claim on mercy through the only begotten Son. About 82 BC. Now Alma, seeing that the words of Amulek had silenced Zizram, for he beheld that Amulek had caught him in his lying and deceiving to destroy him. And seeing that he began to tremble under a consciousness of his guilt, he opened his mouth and began to speak unto him, and to establish the words of Amulek, and to explain things beyond, or to unfold the scriptures beyond that which Amulek had done. Now the words of Alma spake unto Zizram were heard by the people round about, for the multitude was great, and he spake on this wise. Now Zizram, seeing that thou hast been taken in thy lying and craftiness, for thou hast not lied unto men only, but thou hast lied unto God, for behold, he knows all thy thoughts, and thou seest that thy thoughts are made known unto us by his Spirit. And thou seest that we know the, that thy plan was a very subtle plan, for as to the subtlety of the devil, for to lie and to deceive this people, that thou mightest set them against us, to revile us and cast us out. Now this was a plan of thine adversary, and he hath exercised his power in thee. Now I would that ye should remember that what I say unto thee, I say unto all. And behold, I say unto you all that this was a snare of the adversary, which he has laid to catch this people, that he might bring you into a subjection unto him, that he might encircle you about with his chains, and he might chain you down to everlasting destruction according to the power of his captivity. Now when Alma had spoken these words, Zizram began to tremble more exceedingly, for he was convinced more and more of the power of God, and he was also convinced that Alma and Amulek had a knowledge of him, for he was convinced that they knew the thoughts and intents of his heart, for power was given unto them, that they might know of these things according to the spirit of prophecy. And Zizram began to inquire of them diligently, that he might know more concerning the kingdom of God. And he said unto Alma, What does this mean, which Amalek has spoken concerning the resurrection of the dead? That all shall rise from the dead, both the just and the unjust, and are brought to stand before God to be judged according to their works? And now Alma began to expound these things unto him, saying, It is given unto many to know the mysteries of God. Nevertheless, they are laid under a strict command that they shall not impart only according to the portion of his word, which he doth grant unto the children of men, according to heed the diligence which they gave unto him. And therefore, he that will harden his heart, the same receiveth the lesser portion of the word. And he that will not harden his heart to him is given the greater portion of the word, until it is given unto him to know the mysteries of God, until he has known them in full. And they that will harden their hearts to them is given the lesser portion of the word, until they know nothing concerning his mysteries, and then they are taken captive by the devil, and led by his will down to destruction. Now this is what is meant by the chains of hell. And Amulek hath spoken plainly concerning death, and being raised from his mortality of a, to a state of immortality, and being brought before the bar of God to be judged according to our works. Then if our hearts had have been hardened, yea, if we have hardened our hearts against the word, insomuch that is ha, that it has not been found in us, then will our state be awful, for then we shall be condemned. For our words will condemn us, yea, all our works will condemn us. We shall not be found spotless, and our thoughts will also condemn us. And this is an awful state. We shall not dare to look up to our God, and we would be, and we would fain be glad if we could command the rocks and the mountains to fall upon us, to hide us from his presence. But this cannot be. We must come forth and stand before him in his glory, 
and in his power, and in his might, majesty, and dominion, and acknowledge to our everlasting shame that all his judgments are just, that he is just in all his works, that and that he is merciful unto the children of men, and that he has all power to save energy. Every man that believeth in on his name and bringeth forth fruit meet for repentance. And now behold, I say unto you that cometh a death, even a second death, which is a spiritual death, then in this time that whosoever dieth in his sins as to a temporal death shall also die a spiritual death. Yea, he shall die as to things pertaining unto righteousness. Then this is the time when their torment shall be as a lake of fire and brimstone, whose flame ascendeth up forever and ever, and then is the time that they shall be chained down to an everlasting destruction according to the power of captivity of Satan, he having subjected them according to his will. Then I say unto you that they shall be as though they ha there had been no redemption made, for they cannot be redeemed according to God's justice, and they cannot die, seeing there is no more corruption. And it came to pass that when Alma had made an end of speaking these words, and began to, and people began to be more astonished. But there was one Antiona, who was a chief ruler among them, came forth and said unto him, What is this that thou hast said, that man should rise from the dead, and be changed from this mortal to an immortal state, that the soul can never die? What does the scripture mean, which saith that God placed cherubim and a flaming sword on the east of the Garden of Eden, lest our first parents should enter and partake of the fruit of the tree of life and live forever? And thus we see that there was no possible chance that they should live forever. Now Alma saying unto him, This is the thing which I was about to explain. Now we see that Adam did fall by partaking of the forbidden fruit according to the word of God. And thus we see that by his fall all mankind became a lost and fallen people. And I behold, I say unto you that if it had been possible for Adam to have partaken of the fruit of the tree of life at that time, there would have been no death, and the word would have been would have been void, making God a liar. For he said, If thou eat, thou shalt surely die. And we see that the death comes upon mankind, yea, the death which has been spoken upon of by Amulek, which is the temporal death. Nevertheless, there was a space granted unto man in which the might he might repent. Therefore, this life became a probationary state, a time to prepare to meet God, a time to prepare for the endless state which has been spoken of by us, which is after the resurrection of the dead. Now, if it had not been for the plan of redemption, which was laid from the foundation of the world, there could have been no resurrection of the dead, but there was a plan of redemption laid, which shall bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, of which has been spoken. Now behold, if it were possible that our first parents could have gone forth and partaken of the tree of life, they would have been forever miserable, having no preparatory state, and thus the plan of redemption would have been frustrated, and the word of God would have been void, taking none effect. But behold, it was not so, but it was appointed unto men that they must die, and after death they must come to judgment, even the same judgment of which we have spoken, which is the end. And after God appointed that these things should come unto man, behold, then he saw that it was expedient that man should know concerning the things whereof he had appointed unto them. Therefore he sent angels to converse with them, who caused men to behold of his glory. And they began from the time forth to call on his name, therefore 
God conversed with men and made known unto them the plan of redemption which had been prepared from the foundation of the world, and this had been made known unto them according to their faith and repentance and their holy works. Wherefore he gave commandments unto men, they having first transgressed the first commandments as to things which were temporal, becoming as gods knowing good from evil, placing themselves in a state to act, or being placed in a state to act according to their wills and pleasures, whether to do evil or to do good. Therefore God gave unto them commandments, after having made known unto them the plan of redemption that they should not do evil, the penalty thereof being a second death, which was an everlasting death, as to the things pertaining unto righteousness, for on such the plan of redemption could have no power, for the works of justice could ha- not be destroyed, according to the supreme goodness of God. But God did, all, did call all men in the name of his Son, this being the plan of redemption which was laid, saying, If ye will repent and harden not your hearts, then will I have mercy upon you through mine only begotten Son. Therefore, whosoever repenteth and harden not his heart, he shall have a claim on mercy through mine only begotten Son unto remission of sins, and these shall enter into my rest. And whosoever will harden his heart and will do iniquity, behold, I swear in my wrath that he shall not enter into my rest. And now, my brethren, behold, I say unto you that if ye will harden your hearts and ye shall not enter into the rest of the Lord, therefore your iniquity provoketh him and he sendeth down his wrath upon you as in the first provocation. Yea, according to his word in the last provocation, as well as the first, to the everlasting destruction on your souls, therefore according to his word, unto the last death, as well as the first. And now, my brethren, seeing we know these things, they are true, and they are true, let us repent and harden not our hearts, that we provoked not the Lord our God to pull down his wrath upon us in these second commandments, which he has given unto us, but let us enter into the rest of God, which is prepared according to his word. Chapter 13. Men are called as high priests because of their exceeding faith and good works. They are to teach the commandments. Through righteousness, they are sanctified and enter into the rest of the Lord. Melchizedek was one of these. Angels are declaring glad tidings throughout the land. They will declare the actual coming of Christ, about 82 B.C. And again, my brethren, I would cite your minds forward to the time when the Lord God gave these commandments unto his children, and I would have ye should remember that the Lord ordained priests after his loyal order, which was after the orders of his son to teach these things unto the people. And those priests were ordained after the offer of his son, in a manner that thereby the people might know in what manner to look forward to his son for redemption. And this is the manner after which they were ordained, being called and prepared from the foundation of the world according to the no- according to the knowledge of God on account of their exceeding faith and good works in the first place being left to choose good or evil. Therefore, they have chosen good and exercising exceedingly great faith are called with a holy calling, yea, with a holy calling, which was prepared with an according to a preparatory redemption 
for such and thus they have been called to to this holy calling on account of their faith while others would reject the spirit of god on account of the hardness of their hearts and blindness in of their minds while if it had not been for this they might have had as great privilege as their brethren or in fine in the first place they were on the same standing with their brethren thus his holy calling being prepared from the foundation of the world for such as would not harden their hearts being in and through the atonement of the only begotten son who was prepared and thus being called by this holy calling and ordained unto the high priesthood of the holy order of god to teach his commandments unto his children of men that they also might enter into his rest this high priesthood being after the order of his son which order was from the foundation of the world or in other worlds being without beginning of days or end of years being prepared from eternity to all eternity according to his forced knowledge of all things now they were ordained after this manner being called with the holy calling and ordained with the holy ordinance and taking upon them the high priesthood of the holy or- order which calling and ordinance and, and high priesthood is without beginning or end thus they become high priests forever after the order of the son the only begotten of the father who is without beginning of days or end of years who is full of grace equity and truth and thus it is amen now as i said concerning the holy order or this high priesthood there were many who were ordained and became high priests of god and it was on account of their exceeding faith and repentance and their righteousness before god they choosing to repent and work righteousness rather than to perish therefore they were called after this holy order and were sanctified and their garments were washed white through the blood of the lamb of the lamb now they after being sanctified by the holy ghost having their garments made white being pure and spotless before god could not ha- look upon sin save it were with abhorrence and they were many exceedingly great many who were made pure and entered unto into the rest of the lord their god and now my brethren i would that ye should humble yourselves before god and bring forth fruit meet for repentance that ye may also enter into that rest yea humble yourselves may as the people 
in these days of Melchizedek, who was also a high priest after this same order, which I have spoken, who also took upon him the high priesthood for forever. And it was the same Melchizedek to whom Abraham paid tithes. Yea, even our father Abraham paid tithes of one-tenth part of all he possessed. Now these ordinances were given after this manner that they thereby the people might look forward on the Son of God, it being a type of his order, or it being his order, and this that they might look forward to him for a remission of their sins, that they might enter into the rest of the Lord. Now this Melchizedek was a king over the lands of Salem, and his people had waxed strong in iniquity and abomination. Yea, they had all gone astray. They were full of all manner of wickedness. But Melchizedek, having exercised mighty faith and received the office of the high priesthood according to the holy order of God, did preach repentance unto his people. And behold, they did repent, and Melchizedek did establish peace in the land in his days. Therefore, he was called the Prince of Peace. For he was the king of Salem, and he did reign under his father. Now there were many before him, and also there were many afterwards, but none were greater. Therefore of him they had more particularly made mention. Now I need not rehearse the, the matter what I have said may suffice. Behold, the scriptures are before you. If ye will rest them, it shall be your own destruction. And now it came to pass that when Alma had said these words unto them, he stretched forth his hand unto them and cried with a mighty voice, saying, Now is the time to repent. For the day of salvation draweth nigh. Yea, and the voice of the Lord by the mouth of angels doth declare it unto all nations. Yea, doth declare it that they might may have glad tidings of great joy. Yea, and he doth sound these glad tidings among all his people, yea, even to them that the scattered abroad upon the face of the earth, wherefore they have come unto us. And they are made know unto us in plain, plain terms that we may understand that we cannot err, and this because of our being wanderers, in a strange land. Therefore, we are thus highly favored, for we have 
these glad tidings declared unto us in all parts of our vineyard. For behold, angels are declaring it unto many at this time in our land, and this is for the purpose of preparing the hearts of the children of men to receive his word at the time of his coming in his glory. And now we only wait to hear the joyful news declared unto us by the mouth of angels of his coming, for the time cometh we know not how soon would to God that it might be in my day, but let it be sooner or later, and it I will rejoice, and it shall be made known unto just and holy men by the mouth of angels at the time of his coming, that the words of our fathers may be fulfilled according to that which they have spoken concerning him, which was according to the spirit of prophecy, which was, which was in them. And now, my brethren, I wish from the inmost part of my heart, yea, with great anxiety, even unto pain, that ye would hearken unto my word and cast off your sins and not procrastinate the day of your repentance, but that ye would humble yourselves before the Lord and call on his holy name and watch and pray continually that ye may not be tempted above that which ye can bear and thus be led by the Holy Spirit, becoming humble, meek, submissive, patient, full of love, and all long sufferings, having faith on the Lord, having a hope that ye shall receive eternal life, having the love of God always in your heart, that ye may be lifted up at the last day and enter into his rest. And may the Lord grant unto you repentance, that ye may not bring down his wrath upon you, that ye may not be bound down by the chains of hell, hell, that ye may not suffer the second death. And Alma spake many more words unto the people which are not written in this book. Alma chapter 14. Alma and Amulek are imprisoned and smitten. The believers and their holy scriptures are burned by fire. These martyrs are received by the Lord in glory. The prison walls are rent and fall. Alma and Amulek are delivered and their persecutors are slain. About 82 through 81 BC. And it came to pass after he had made an end of speaking unto the people, many of them did believe on his words and began to repent and to search the scriptures. But the more part of them were desirous that they might destroy Alma and Amulek, for they were angry with Alma because of the plainness of his words unto Zeezrom. And they also said that Amulek had lied unto them and had reviled against their law and also against their lawyers and judges. And they were also angry with Alma and Amulek, and because they had testified so plainly against their wickedness, they sought to put them away privily. 
And it came to pass that they did not, but they took them and bound them with strong cords and took them before the chief judge of the land. And the people went forth and witnessed against them, testifying that they had reviled against the law and their lawyers and judges of the land, and also of all the people that were in the land, and also testified that there was but one God, and that he should send his son among the people, but he should not save them. And many such things did the people testify against Ammon Amulek. Now this was done before the chief judge of the land. And it came to pass that Zeezrom was astonished at the words which had been spoken. And he also knew concerning the blindness of the minds which he had caused among the people by his lying words. And his soul began to be harrowed up under consciousness of his own guilt. Yea, he began to be encircled about by the pains of hell. And it came to pass that he began to cry unto the people, saying, Behold, I am guilty, and these men are spotless before God. And he began to plead for them from that time forth. But they reviled him, saying, Art thou possessed with the devil? And they spit upon him and cast him out from among them. And also all those who believed in the words which had been spoken by Alma and Amulek. And they cast them out and sent men to cast stones at them. And they brought their wives and children together. And whosoever believed or had been taught to believe in the word of God, they caused that they should be cast into the fire. And they also brought forth their records, which contained the holy scriptures, and cast them into the fire also, that they might be burned and destroyed by fire. And it came to pass that they took Alma and Amulek and carried them forth to the place of martyrdom, that they might witness the destruction of those who were consumed by fire. And when Amulek saw the pains of the women and children who were consuming in the fire, he was pained. And he said unto Alma, how can we witness this awful scene? Therefore, let us stretch forth our hands and exercise the power of God, which is in us and save them from the flames. But Alma said unto him, the spirit constraineth me that I must not stretch forth mine hand. For behold, the Lord receiveth them up unto himself in glory. And he does suffer that they may do this thing, or that the people may do this thing unto them, according to the hardness of their hearts, that the judgments which he shall exercise upon them in his wrath may be just. And the blood of the innocent shall stand as a witness against them, yea, and cry mightily against them at the last day. Now Amulek said unto Alma, Behold, perhaps they will burn us also. And Alma said, be it according to the will of the Lord, but behold, our work is not finished. Therefore, they burn us not. Now it came to pass that when the bodies of those who had been cast into the fire were consumed, and also the records which were cast in with them, the chief judge of the land came and stood before Alma and Amulek as they were bound. And he smote them with his hand upon their cheeks and said unto them, After what ye have seen, will ye preach again unto this people that they shall be cast into a lake of fire and brimstone? Behold, Ye see that ye had not power to save those who had been cast into the fire, neither has God saved them because they were of thy faith. And the judges smote them again upon their cheeks and asked, What say ye for yourselves? Now this judge was after the order and faith of Nehor, who slew Gideon. And it came to pass that Alma and Amulek answered him nothing. And he smote them again and delivered them to the officers to be cast into prison. And when they had been cast into prison three days, there came many lawyers and judges and priests and teachers who are of the profession of Nehor. And they came in unto the prison to see them, and they questioned them about many words, but they answered them nothing. And it came to pass that the judge stood before them and said, Why do you not answer the words of this people? Know ye not that I have power to deliver you up unto the flames? And he commanded them to speak, but they answered nothing. And it came to pass that they departed and went their ways, but came again on the morrow. And the judge also smote them again on their cheeks. And many came forth also and smote them, and smote them, saying, Will ye stand again and judge this people and condemn our law? If ye have such great power, why do you not deliver yourselves? 
and many such things did they say unto them, gnashing their teeth upon them and spitting upon them and saying, how shall we look when we are damned? And many such things, yea, all manner of such things did they say unto them. And thus they did mock them for many days. And they did withhold food from them that they might hunger and water that they might thirst. And they also did take from them their clothes that they were naked. And thus they were bound with strong cords and confined in prison. And it came to pass after they had thus suffered for many days. It was on the 12th day in the 10th month in the 10th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi that the chief judge over the land of Ammonihah and many of their teachers and their lawyers went in unto the prison where Alma and Amulek were bound with strong cords. And the chief judge stood before them and smote them again and said unto them, if ye have the power of God, deliver yourselves from these bands. And then we will believe that the Lord will destroy this people according to your words. And it came to pass that they all went forth and smote them, saying the same words, even until the last. And when the last had spoken unto them, the power of God was upon Alma and Amulek. And they rose and stood upon their feet. And Alma cried, saying, How long shall we suffer these great afflictions, O Lord? O Lord, give us strength according to our faith, which is in Christ, even unto deliverance. And they broke the cords with which they were bound. And when the people saw this, they began to flee, for the fear of destruction had come upon them. And it came to pass that so great was their fear that they fell to the earth and did not obtain the outer door of the prison. And the earth shook mightily and the walls of the prison were rent rent in twain so that they fell to the earth. And the chief judge and the lawyers and priests and teachers who smote upon Alma and Amulek were slain by the fall thereof. And Alma and Amulek came forth out of the prison and they were not hurt. For the Lord had granted unto them power according to their faith, which was in Christ. And they straightway came forth out of the prison and they were loosed from their bands and the prison had fallen to the earth and every soul within the walls thereof, save it were Alma and Amulek, were slain and they straightway came forth into the city. Now the people having heard a great noise came running together by multitudes to know the cause of it. And when they saw Alma and Amulek coming forth out of the prison and the walls thereof had fallen to the earth, they were struck with great fear and fled from the presence of Alma and Amulek, even as a gloat even as a goat fleeth with her young from two lions. And thus they did flee from the presence of Alma and Amulek. Alma chapter 15. Alma and Amulek go to Sidon and establish a church. Alma heals Yezrim who joins the church. Many are baptized and the church prospers. Alma and Amulek go to Zarahemla, about 81 B.C. And it came to pass that Alma and Amulek were commanded to depart out of that city. And they departed and came out even into the land of Sidon. And behold, there they found all the people who had departed out of the land of Ammonihah, who had been cast out and stoned because they believed in the words of Alma. And they related unto them all that had happened unto their wives and children, and also concerning themselves and of their power of deliverance. And also Zeezrom lay sick at Sidon with a burning fever, which was caused by the great tribulations of his mind on account of his wickedness. For he supposed that Alma and Amulek were no more, and he supposed that they had been slain because of his iniquity. And this great sin and his many other sins did harrow up his mind until it did become exceedingly sore, having no deliverance. Therefore he began to be scorched with the burning heat. Now when he heard that Alma and Amulek were in the land of Sidon, his heart began to take courage, and he sent a message immediately unto them, desiring them to come unto him. 
And it came to pass that they went immediately, obeying the message which he had sent unto them. And they went in unto the house unto Zerzerim. And they found him upon his bed sick, being very low with a burning fever. And his mind also was exceedingly sore because of his iniquities. And when he saw them, he stretched forth his hand and besought them that they would heal him. And it came to pass that Alma said unto him, taking him by the hand, Believest thou in the power of Christ and to salvation? And he answered and said, Yea, I believe all the words that thou hast taught. And Alma said, If thou believest in the redemption of Christ, thou canst be healed. And he said, Yea, I believe according to thy words. And then Alma cried unto the Lord, saying, O Lord our God, have mercy on this man, and heal him according to his faith, which is in Christ. And when Alma had said these words, Zeezrom leaped upon his feet and began to walk. And this was done to the great astonishment of all the people. And the knowledge of this went forth throughout all the land of Sidon. And Alma baptized Zeezrom unto the Lord. And he began from that time forth to preach unto the people. And Alma established a church in the land of Sidon and consecrated priests and teachers in the land to baptize unto the Lord whosoever were desirous to be baptized. And it came to pass that they were many, for they did flock in from all the region round about Sidon and were baptized. But as to the people that were in the land of Ammonihah, and they yet remained a hard-hearted and stiff-necked people, and they repented not of their sins, ascribing all the power of Alma and Amulek to the devil, for they were of the profession of Nehor, and did not believe in the repentance of their sins. And it came to pass that Alma and Amulek, Amulek having forsaken all his gold and silver and his precious things, which were in the land of Ammonihah, for the word of God, he being rejected by those who were once his friends, and also by his father and his kindred, Therefore, after Alma having established the church at Sidon, seeing a great check, yea, seeing that the people were checked as to the pride of their hearts, and began to humble themselves before God, and began to assemble themselves together at their sanctuaries to worship God before the altar, watching and praying continually, that they might be delivered from Satan, and from death, and from destruction. Now, as I said, Alma having seen all these things, therefore he took Amulek, and came over to the land of Zarahemla, and took him to his own house did minister unto him in his tribulations, and strengthened him in the Lord. And thus ended the tenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. Chapter 16. The Lamanites destroy the people of Ammonihah. Zorm leads the Nephites to victory over the Lamanites. Alma and Amulek and many others preach the word. They teach that after his resurrection, Christ will appear to the Nephites, about 81 through 77 BC. And it came to pass that in the eleventh year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, on the fifth day of the second month, there having been much peace in the land of Zarahemla, there having been no wars nor contentions for a certain number of years, even until the fifth day of the second month in the eleventh year, there was a cry of war heard throughout the land. For behold, the armies of the Lamanites had come in upon the wilderness side into the borders of the land, even into the city of Ammonihah and began to slay the people and destroy the city. And now it came to pass, before the Nephites could raise a sufficient army to drive them out of the land, they had destroyed the people who were in the city of Ammonihah, and also some around the borders of Noah, and taken others captive into the wilderness. Now it came to pass that in the ne that the Nephites were desirous to obtain those who had been carried away captive into the wilderness. Therefore, he that had been appointed chief captain over the armies of the Nephites, and his name was Zorm, and he had two sons, Lehi and Aha. Now Zorm 
and his two sons, knowing that Alma was high priest over the church, and having heard that the having heard that he had the spirit of prophecy, therefore they went unto him and desired of him to know whether the Lord would that they should go into the wilderness in search of their brethren who had been taken captive by the Lamanites. And it came to pass that Alma inquired of the Lord concerning the matter, and Alma returned and Alma returned and said unto them, Behold, the Lamanites will cross the river Sidon in the south wilderness, away up beyond the borders of the land of Manti. And behold, there shall ye meet them on the east of the river Sidon, and there the Lord will de deliver them unto thee, thy brethren, who have been taken captive by the Lamanites. And it came to pass that Zoram and his sons crossed over the river Sidon with their armies and marched away beyond the borders of Mansai into the south wilderness, which was on the east side of the river Sidon. And they came upon the armies of the Lamanites, and the Lamanites were scattered and driven into the wilderness. And they took their brethren who had been taken captive by the Lamanites, and there was not one soul of them that had been lost that were taken captive, and they were brought by their brethren to possess their own lands. And thus ended the eleventh year of the judges, the Lamanites having been driven out of the land, and the people of Ammonihah were destroyed, yea, every living soul of the Ammonihahites was destroyed, and also their great city, which they said God could not destroy because of his greatness. But, behold, in one day it was left desolate, and the carcasses were mangled by dogs and wild beasts of the wilderness. Nevertheless, after many days up upon the face of the earth. After many days their dead bodies were heaped up upon the face of the earth, and they were covered with a shallow covering. And now so great was the scent thereof that the people of... people of... people did not go in to possess the land of Ammonihah for many years. And it was called Desolation of Nehors, for they were of the profession of their Nehor, who was slain, and their lands remained desolate. And the Lamanites did not come again to war against the Nephites until the fourteenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And thus for three years did the people of Nephi have continual peace in all the land. And Alma and Amulek went forth preaching repentance unto the people in their temples and in their sanctuaries and also in their synagogues, which were built after the manner of the Jews. And as many would hear their words unto them, they did impart the word of God without any respect of persons continually. And thus did Alma and Amulek go forth, and also many more who had been chosen for the work, to preach the word throughout all the land. And the establishment of the church became general throughout the land, in all the region round about, among the people of Nephites. And there was no inequality among them, and the Lord did pour out his spirit on all the face of the land to prepare the minds of the children of men, or to prepare their hearts to receive which receive the word which should be taught among them at the time of his coming, that they might not be hardened against the word, that they might not be unbelieving and go on to destruction, but that they might receive the word with joy, and as a branch be grafted unto into the true vine, that they might enter into the rest of the Lord their God. Now those priests who did forth among the people did preach against all lyings and deceivings and envyings and strifes and malice and revelings and stealing, robbing, plundering, murdering, committing adultery and all manner of lasciviousness, crying that these things ought not so to be. 
holding forth things which must shortly come, yea, holding forth the coming of the Son of God, his sufferings and death, and also the resurrection of the dead, and many of the people who did inquire concerning the place where the Son of God should come, and they were taught that he would appear to them after his resurrection, and this the people did hear with great joy and gladness. And now after the church had been established throughout the land, having got the victory over the devil, the word of God being preached in its purity in all the land, and the Lord pouring out his blessings upon the people, thus ended the fourteenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. An account of the sons of Mosiah who rejected their rights to the kingdom for the word of God and went up to the land of Nephi to preach to the Lamanites their sufferings and deliverance according to the record of Alma, compromising chapters 17 through 27. Chapter 17. The sons of Mosiah have the spirit of prophecy and of revelation. They go their several ways to declare the word to Lamanites. Alma goes to the land of Ishmael and becomes the servant of King Lamoni. Alma serves, saves the king's flock and slays his enemy at the waters of Sebus. Verses 1-3, through 3, about 77 BC. Verse 4, about 91-77 to 77 BC. And verses 7-39, to 5-39, about 91 BC. And it came to pass that Alma was journeying from the land of Gideon southwards, away to the land of Manti, and behold, to his astonishment, he met with the sons of Mosiah, journeying towards the land of Zarahemla. Now these sons of Mosiah were with Alma at the time the angel first appeared unto him. Therefore Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren, and were added more to his joy that they, that they were still his brethren in the Lord. Yea, and they had racked strong in the knowledge of truth, of the truth, for they were men of a sound understanding, and they had searched the scriptures diligently, that they might know the word of God. But this is not all. They have given themselves to much prayer and fasting. Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy and the, and the spirit of revelation. And when they talk, taught, they taught with the power and with power and authority of God. And they had been teaching the word of God for the space of 14 years among the Lamanites, having had much success in bringing many to the knowledge of the truth. Yea, by the power of their words, many were brought before the altar of God to call on his name and confess their sin sins before him. And these were the circumstances which attended them in their journey, for they had many afflictions. They suffer much, both in body and mind, such as hunger, thirst, and fatigue, fatigue, and much labor in the spirit. Now these were their journeys, having taken, having taken leave of their father, Mosiah, in the first years of the judges, having refused the kingdom which their father was desirous to confer upon them, and also this was the minds of the people. Nevertheless, they departed out of the land of Zarahemla, and took their swords and their spears and their bows, and their arrows and their slings, and this they did that they might provide food for themselves while in the wilderness. And thus they departed into the wilderness, where the numbers which they have selected, to go up 
up to go up to the land of Nephi to preach the word of God unto the Lamanites. And it came to pass that they journeyed many days in the wilderness, and they fasted much and prayed much that the Lord would grant unto them a portion of his spirit to go with them and abide with them, that they might be an instrument in the hands of God to bring, if it were possible, their brethren to the Lamanites, to the knowledge of the truth, to the knowledge of the baseness of the tradition of their fathers, which was not correct. And it came to pass that the Lord did visit them with his spirit, and he said unto them, Be, com- be comforted. And they were comforted. And the Lord said unto them also, Go forth among the Lamanites, thy brethren, and establish my word. Yet ye shall be patient in long-suffering afflictions, that ye may show forth good examples unto them in me. And I will make an instrument of these in my hands unto the salvation of many souls. And it came to pass that the hearts of and the hearts of the sons of Mosiah, and also those who were with them, took courage took courage to go forth unto the Lamanites and declare unto them the word of God. And it came to pass when they arrived in the borders of the land of, La- of the Lamanites, they separated themselves and departed one from another, trusting in the Lord that they should meet again at the close of their harvest, for they supposed the great of the work which was undertaken. And and assured it was, and assuredly it was great, for they had undertaken to preach the word of God to a wild and hardened and a ferocious people, a people who delighted in murdering the Lamanites and robbing and plundering them, and their hearts were set upon riches, or upon gold and silver and precious stones. Yet they sought to obtain these things by murdering and plundering that they might not labor for them and with their own hands. Thus, they were very idolent people, many of whom did worship idols, and the curse of God had fallen upon them because of the traditions of their fathers. Notwithstanding, the promises of the Lord were extended upon them on the conditions of repentance. Therefore, this was the cause of which sons of Mosiah had undertaken the work that perhaps they might bring them unto repentance, that perhaps they might bring them to know the plans of the plan of redemption. Therefore, they separated themselves one from another and went forth among them, every man alone, according to the word and power of God which given unto them. Now, Ammon being the chief among them, or rather he did administer to them, and he departed from them, having blessed them according to their several stations, having a part of the word of God unto them, or administering unto them before his departure, and thus they took their several journeys throughout the land. And Ammon went to the land of Ishmael, and the land being called after the sons of Ishmael, who also became the Lamanites. And, And as Ammon entered the land of Ishmael, Lamanites took him and bound him, and it was there to cut as their custom to bind the Lamanites who fell in their hands, and carry them before the king. And thus it was left to the pleasure of the king to slay them, or retain them in captivity, or to cast them in prison, or to cast them out of his land, according to his will and pleasure. And thus Ammon was carried before the king, who was over the land of Ishmael, and his name was Lamoni, and he was a descendant of Ishmael. The king inquired of Ammon, 
if it were his desire to dwell in the lands according to the Lamanites or among his people. And Ammon said unto him, Yea, I desire to dwell among this people for a time, yea, perhaps until the, till the day I die. And it came to pass that King Lamoni was pleased with Ammon, and caused his band to be loosened, and he would that Ammon would take one of his daughters to wife. And Ammon said unto him, Nay, but I will be thy servant. Therefore Ammon became a servant to King Lamoni, and it came to pass that he set among other servants to watch the flocks of Lamoni, according to the customs of Lamanites. And after he has been in service for, of the king for three days, as he were with the Lamanitish servants going forth with their flocks to a place of water, which was called the water of Sebus, and all the Lamanites drove their flocks hinder, that they may have water. Therefore, as Ammon and, and the servants of the king were dri driving forth their flocks to a place of water, behold, a certain number of Lamanites, who have been with their flocks to water, stood and scattered the flocks of Ammon that, and the servants of the king, and they scattered them insomuch that they fled many ways. Now the servants of the king began to murmur, saying, Now the king will slay us, as he had, has our brethren, because their flocks were scattered by the wicked of these men. And they began to weep exceedingly, saying, Behold, our flocks are scattered already. Now they weep. Now they wept because of the fear of being slain. Now when Ammon saw that his heart was swollen himself with much joy, for, and he, I will show forth my power unto these my fellow servants, or the power which was in, which is in me, in restoring these flocks unto the king, that I may win the hearts of the my fellow servants, that I may lead them to believe in my word. And now, these were the thoughts of Ammon, when he saw the afflictions of those who he termed to be his brethren. That came to pass that he flattered them with his words, saying, My brethren, be of good cheer, and let us go in search of the flocks, and we will gather them together, and bring them back unto the water of the place of water, and thus we will preserve the flocks unto the king, that he will not slay us. And it came to pass that when they went in search of the flocks, and did and they did follow Ammon, and they rushed forth with much swiftness, and did head the flocks of the king, and did gather them together to, again to the place of water. And those men, those men again stood to scatter their flocks. But Ammon said unto these men, Encircle the flocks round about, that they flee not. And I go content with these men who do scatter our flocks. Therefore they did as Ammon commanded them, and he went forth and stood to contend with those who stood by the water of Sebus. And they were sm small; in, they were in number, not a few. Therefore they did not fear Ammon, for they supposed that one of the men could slay him according to their pleasure, for they knew that the Lord had promised Mosiah that he would deliver his sons out of their hand. Neither did they know anything concerning the Lord, because they delighted in the destruction of their brethren, and for this cause they stood to scatter the flocks of the king. But Ammon stood forth and began to cast stones at them with a sling, yea, with mighty power he did sling stones among them, and thus he slew a certain number of them insomuch, and they began to that they began to be astonished at his power. Nevertheless they were angry because of the slain of their brethren. 
and they were determined that he should fall. Therefore, seeing that they could not hit him with their stones, they came forth with clubs to slay him. And therefore, every man that lifted his club to smite Ammon, he smote off their arms with his sword, for he did withstand their blows by smiting their arms with the edge of his sword, insomuch that they began to be astonished, and began to flee before him. And they were not few in number, and he caused them to flee with the strength of his arm. Now six of them had fallen by the sling, and he slew none, save it were their leader with his sword. And he smote off as many of their arms as were lifted against him, and they were not a few. When he had driven them afar off, he returned, and they watered their flocks, and returned them to the pasture of the king. And they went in unto the king, bearing the arms which had been smitten off by the sword of Ammon, who, of those who sought to slay him. And they were carried in unto the king for a testimony of things which they had done. Alma chapter 18 King Lamoni supposed that Ammon is the great spirit. Ammon teaches the king about the creation God's dealings with men and the redemption that comes through Christ. Lamoni believes and falls to the earth as if dead. About 90 BC. Alma chapter 18 verse 1. And it came to pass that the king Lamoni caused that his servants should stand forth and testify to all the things which they had seen concerning the matter. And when they had all testified to the things that which they had seen, and he had learned in his faithfulness of Ammon in the preserving his flocks, and also of his great power in the condensing against those who sought to slay him. He was ostranous, exceeding, and said, Surely this is more than a man. Behold, is not the great spirit who doth send such great punishments upon the people because of their murders? And they answered of the king and said, Whether he be the great spirit or a man, we know not, but this much we do know that he cannot be slain by the enemies of the king, neither can they scatter the king's flocks when he is with us because of his partners and great strength. Therefore, we know that he is a friend to the king. And now, O king, we do not believe that a man has such great power, for we know he cannot be slain. And now when the king heard these words, he said unto them, Now I know that it is the great spirit, and he has come down at this time to preserve our lives, and I might not slay you, but I did your brethren not. This is the great spirit of whom your fathers have spoken. Now... This was the tradition of Laman, which he had received from his father, that there was a great spirit. Notwithstanding, they believed that the great spirit, they supposed what was ever so, they 
did was right. Nevertheless, Lamoni began, began to fear extremely with fear lest he had done wrong in his slaying his servants. For he had slain many of them because their brethren had scattered their flocks at the place of the water and thrust because they hadn't had had their flocks scattered, they were slain. slain. Now it was the practice of these Lamanites to stand by the waters and suppers to scatter the flocks of the people. Thus, thereby they might drive away many. They were scattered unto their own land, it being a practice of plunder among them. And it came to pass that King Lamoni inquired of his servants, saying, Where is the man that has such great power? And they said unto him, Behold, he is feeding my thy horses. Now the king had commanded his servants previous to the time of the watering of the flocks they had, that they should prepare the, his horses and chariots and conduct him forth to the land of Nephi. For there had been a great feast appointed of the land of Nephi by the father of Laman, who was the king of all over the land. Now when King Lamoni heard that Ammon was preparing his horses and his chariots, he was more astronomist because of his faithfulness of Ammon, saying, Surely there has not been any servants along all my servants that had been so faithful of this man. For even he doth remember all the commandments to exceed them, to execute them. Now I surely know that this is the great spirit, and I would desire him, and that and he come in unto me, but I durst not. And it came to pass that when Ammon had made ready the horses and the chariots for the king and his servants. He went in unto the king and saw that his countenance of the king was changed. Therefore he was about to return out of the presence, and one of the king's servants said unto him, Rabbi, which is being interrupted, powerful or a great king considering their kings to the powerful and thrust he said unto him rabbi the king decided thee to stay therefore ammon turned himself unto the king and said unto him what wilt thou that i should do for thee o king and the king answered him not to not for the space of an hour according to their time, for he knew that not what he should say unto him. And it came to pass that Ammon said unto him again, What distressed thou of me? But the king answered him with him not. And it came to pass that Ammon being fulfilled with the Spirit of God, therefore he perceived the thoughts of the king, and he said unto him, It is because thou hast heard that I defend my servants and thy flocks, and slew seven of their brethren, 
with the sling and wilt the sword and smoke of the arms of others in order to defend thy flocks and thy servants behold is it it this was Paulson the marvelousings i say unto you what is it that the marvelousings are so great behold i am a man and arm thy servants therefore whatsoever thou desire which is right that i will do now when the king has heard these words i marvel again from the behold that ammon would discern his thoughts but worthiness standing the king lamoni did open his mouth and said unto him who art thou art thou the great spirit who knows all things ammon answered and said unto him i am not and the king said how knowest thou the thoughts of my heart and mayest speak boldly and tell me concerning these things and also tell me by the power ye slew and smote off the arms of my brethren and scattered my flocks and now if thou wilt me and concerning these things whatsoever thou desire i will give unto thee and if i were needed i would guard thee with the armies but i know that thou art more powerful than all the neverless that sooner the desire of me i will grant it unto thee now ammon being wise yet harmless he said unto lamani wilt thou hearken unto my words if i tell thee by the power i do these things and these and the thing that i desire of thee and the king answered him and said ye i will believe all thy words and thrust he was caught with guilt and ammon began to speak unto him with the boldness and said unto him believest thou that there is a god and he answered and said unto him i do not know what that me then and when ammon said believest thou and there is great spirit and he said yeah and ammon said this is god and ammon said unto him again believest thou the great spirit of god created all those things which are heaven and the earth and he said ye i believe that he created all things which are in the earths but i do not know the heavens and ammon said unto him the heavens is a place where god dwells and all holy angels and king lamani said it's is it above the earth and ammon said ye and he looketh down upon the children of men and who knows all the thoughts and intents of the heart for by his wand were they all created from the beginning and king lamoni said i believe all these things which 
thou hast spoken. Art through sent from God, Ammon said unto him, I am a man, a man in the beginning was created after the image of God, and I am called by his Holy Spirit to teach these things upon this people, that they may be brought to the knowledge of that which is just and true. And a portion that is the Spirit dwelt in me, which given me knowledge and also power according to my faith and desires which are in God. Now when Amon had said these words, he began as the creation of the world and also the creation of Adai, and told him all the things considering the fall or man he rehearsed and laid before him in the records that the holy scriptures of people which had been spoken by the prophets even down to the time that their father Lehi left Jerusalem. And he also rehearsed unto them, for it was unto the king and his servants, all the, all the journeyest of their fathers in the wilderness, and all their suffering with hunger and thirst, and their travel and so forth and he also rehearsed unto them countering the rebellions of Laman, Laman and Lemuel and the sons of Israel ye all thy rebellions did he relate unto them and he expounded unto them all the records and scriptures from the time that Lehi left Jerusalem down to the present time but this is not all for his expound unto them the plain of rebellion, which was prepared for the foundation of the world. And he also made known unto them, considering the comings of Christ and all the works of the Lord, did he make known unto them. And it came to pass that after he had said all these things and expounded them to the king that the king believed in his words and he began to cry unto the lord saying o lord have mercy according to thy abundant mercy which thou had upon the people of nephi have upon me and my people and now when he had the this he fell unto the earth as if he were dead. And it came to pass that the servants took him and carried him in unto his wife and laid him upon a bed. And he lay as if he were dead for the space of two days and two nights. And his wife and his sons and his daughters mourned over him after the manner of Lamanites, gleamly Lemnus, his loss. Chapter 19 Lamoni receives the light of everlasting life and sees the Redeemer. His household falls into a trance, and many see angels. Ammon is preserved miraculously. He baptizes many and establishes a church among them. About 90 B.C. Alma Chapter 19 And it came to pass that after two days and two nights they were 
they were about to take his body and lay it in a sepulcher, which they made for the purpose of bur burying the dead. Now the queen, having heard of the fam <laughs> famine, fame of Ammon, therefore she sent and desired that he should come in unto her. And it came to pass that Ammon did as he was commanded and went into the went unto the queen, and desired to know what she would, what that he should do. And she said unto him, The servants of my husband have made it known unto me that thou art a prophet of a holy God, and that thou hast power to do many mighty works in his name. Therefore, if this is the case, I would that ye should go and see my husband, for he has laid upon his bed the space of two days and two nights, and some say that he, he is not dead. But others say that he is dead, and he stinketh, and that he ought to be placed in this vulture, but as for myself, to me he, do, he doth not sink. Now this is what Ammon desired, for he knew that the king of Lamoni was under the power of God. He knew the dark veil of unbelief was being cast away from his mind, and the light which did light up his mind, which was the light of the glory of God, which was a marvelous light of his goodness. Yea, the light had infused such joy into his soul, cloud of darkness having been dispelled, and the light of everlasting life was lit up in his soul. Yea, and he knew that this had overcome his natural frame, and he was carried away in God. Therefore, what the queen desired of him was his only desire. Therefore, he went to see the king according as the queen has desired him. And he saw the king, and he knew he was not dead. And he said unto the queen, He is not dead, but sleepeth in God. And on the morrow he shall rise again, therefore bury him not. And Ammon said unto him, Believest thou this? And she said unto him, I have had no witness save thy word. And the word of the servants, nevertheless, I believe that it shall be according as thou hast said. And Ammon said unto her, Blessed art thou because of thy exceeding faith. I say unto thee, woman, there has not been such great faith among all the people of the Nephites. And it came to pass that she watched over the bed of her husband from that time even until that time on the morrow which Ammon had appointed that he should rise. And it came to pass that he arose according to the words of Ammon. And he arose, he stretched forth his hand unto the woman and said, Blessed by, blessed be the name of God, and blessed art thou. For as sure, for as, sure as thou livest, behold, I have seen my Redeemer, and he shall come forth and be born of a woman, and he shall redeem all mankind who believeth on his name. Now when he had these words, his heart was swollen within, within him, and he sunk again with joy. And the queen also sunk down, being overpowered by the Spirit. Now Ammon, seeing the Spirit of the Lord poured out according to, according to his prayers among, upon the Lamanites, his brethren who had been the cause of <clears throat> such mourning the Nephites, or Traditions he fell his upon his knees and began to pour out his soul in prayer and the thanksgiving of God for what he had done for his brethren. 
and he was also overpowered with joy, and thus they all three had sunk to the earth. Now when the servants of the king had seen they had fallen, they also began to cry unto God, and for fear for the Lord had came upon them also. For it was they who had stood before the king testified unto him concerning the great power of Ammon. And it came to pass that they did call on the name of the Lord in their might, even until they had fallen to the earth, save it were one <coughs> Lamanish woman whose name was Abish. She had been converted unto the Lord for many years on account of remarkable vision of her father. Thus having been converted to the Lord, never having made it known, therefore when she saw that all the servants of Lamoni had fallen to the earth, and her mistress, the queen, the king, and Ammon lay prostrate upon the earth. She knew that it was the power of God in supposing that his opportunity by making known unto the people that had happened among them, beholding the scene, it would cause them to believe the power of God. Therefore she ran forth from house to house, making it known unto the people. And they began to assemble themselves together among the house of the king, and there came a multitude, and to their astonishment they beheld the king and the queen and their servants prostrate upon the earth, and they all lay there as though they were dead. And they also saw Ammon, and behold, he was a Nephite. <coughs> and now the people began to murmur among themselves, saying that, it was a great evil that had come upon them or upon the king of the house because he had suffered that the Nephite should remain in the land. But others rebuked them, saying, The king hath brought this evil upon his house because he slew his servants that had had their flocks at the waters of Sebus. And they were also rebuked by the men that stood at the waters of Sebus and scattered the flocks which belonged to the king. For they were... For they were angry with Ammon because of the number which he had slain of their brethren at the waters of Sebus, while defending the flocks of the king. Now one of them whose brother had been slain with the sword of Ammon was exceedingly angry among, drew his sword and went forth. He might let it fall upon Ammon to slay him. And he lifted the sword to smite him. Behold, he fell dead. Now we see that Ammon could be slain for the Lord. It's hidden. The Messiah I will spare him, and it shall be unto him according to thy faith. Therefore Messiah trusted him unto the Lord. And it came to pass that when the multitude beheld that the man had fallen dead who lifted the sword that slay Ammon, fear came upon them, and they durst not put their hands to touch him or any of those who had fallen. And they began to marvel again among themselves that it could be the cause of this great power or all these things could mean. And it came to pass that they were many among them who said that that Ammon was great spirit, and others he had sent the great spirit. But others rebuked them all, saying that it was a monster who had been sent from the Nephites to torment them. <clears throat> and there were some that said that Ammon by stunned by the great spirit because of their iniquities, and that it it was great spirit that always intended the Nephites who had delivered them out of their hands. 
and they said that it was a great spirit who had destroyed so many of their brethren the Lamanites. And thus the contention began to exceedingly sharp among them, and while they were thus contending, the woman's servant gathered in the multitude, or gathered together, came, and when he, she saw the contention which was among them the multitude, she was exceedingly sorrowful even unto tears. And it came to pass that she went and took the queen by the hand, and perhaps she might raise her from the ground. And as she touched her hand, she arose and stood on her feet, and cried with a loud voice, saying, O blessed Jesus, who has saved me from the awful hell, O blessed God, have mercy on this people. And she said this, clasped her hands, and being filled with joy, speaking many words, which were not understood, and what she had done, she took the king Lamoni by the hand, and behold, he arose and stood on his feet. And he immediately, seeing the contention among his people, went forth and began to rebuke them and teach them the words which he had heard at the mouth of Ammon. And as many heard his voice, believed they were converted unto the Lord. But there were many among them who would not hear his words, therefore they went their way. And it came to pass that when Ammon arose, he also administered unto them, and also did all the servants of Lamoni. And they did all declare unto the people the selfsame thing, that their hearts had been changed, that they had no more desire to do evil. And behold, many did declare unto the people that they had seen angels and had, had conversed God, that they that they had told them the things of God is righteous, righteousness. And it came to pass that there were many that did not believe in the words, as many as really were baptized and became to the righteous people and did establish a church among them. And thus the work of the Lord did commence among the Lamanites. The Lord began to pour the Spirit upon them. And we, and we see that His arm is extended to all people, repent and believe on His name. Chapter 20 The Lord said, sends Ammon to Madonai to deliver his imprisoned brethren. Ammon and Lamoni meet Lamoni's father who is king over all the land. Ammon compels the old king to approve the release of his brethren. And it came to pass that when they had established a church in the land, that King Lamoni desired that Ammon should go with him to the land of Nephi, that he might show him unto his father. And the voice of the Lord came to Ammon, saying, Thou shalt not go up unto to the land of Nephi, for behold, the king will seek thy life, but thou shalt go to the land of Madonai, for behold, thy brethren, brother Aaron, and also Molki and Amha are in prison. And it came to pass that when Ammon had heard this, he said unto Lamoni, Behold, my brother and brethren are in prison at Madonai. And I go that I may deliver them. Now Lamoni said unto Ammon, I know in the strength of the Lord thou canst do all things. But behold, I will go with thee to the land of Madonai, for the king of the land of Madonai, whose name is Antimono, is a friend unto mine, me. Wherefore I go to the land of Madonai, that I may flatter the king of the land, and he will cast thy brethren out of prison. Now Lamoni said unto him, Who told thee that thy brethren were in prison? 
And Ammon said unto him, No one hath told me, save it be God. And he said unto me, Go and deliver thy brethren, for they are in prison in the land of Midoni. Now that Lamoni had heard this, he caused that his servants should make ready his horses and his chariots. And he said unto Ammon, Come, I will go down with thee down to the land of Midoni, and there will I plead with the king that he will cast thy brethren out of prison. And it came to pass that as Ammon and Lamoni were journeying thither, they met the father of Lamoni, who was king over all the land. And behold, the father of Lamoni said unto him, We, Why did we, ye not come to the feast on that great day, when I made a feast unto my son, sons unto the people? And he also said, Whither art thou going with the Nephite, who is one of the children of a liar? And it came to pass that Lamoni rehearsed unto him, whither he was going, and he offered to, and he feared to offend them. And he also told them, him all the cause of his tarrying in his own kingdom, that he did not go unto his father to the feast which he had prepared. And now when Lamoni had rehearsed unto him all these things, behold, to his astonishment his father was angry with him, and said, Lamoni, thou art going to deliver these Nephites who are sons of a liar. Behold, he robbed our fathers, and now his children are also coming amongst us, that they may by their cunning and their lying deceive us, <coughs> that they again may rob us of our property. Now the father of Lamoni commanded him that he should slay Ammon with the sword, and also commanded him that he should not go to the land of Madoni, that he should return to him to the land of Ishmael. But Lamoni said unto him, I will not slay Ammon, neither will I return to the land of Ishmael, but I will go to the land of Madoni, that I may release the brethren of Ammon. For I know that they are just men and holy prophets of the true God. And now, when his father had heard these words, he was angry with him, and drew the, his sword that he might smite him to the earth. But Ammon stood forth and said unto him, Behold, thou shalt not slay thy son, nevertheless. It were better that he should fall than thee. For behold, he has repented of his sins, but if thou shouldst, shouldst fall at this time in thine angry anger, thou sh thou, thy soul could not be saved. And again it is expedient that thou shouldest for, forbear, for it thou for if thou should slay thy son, he being an innocent man, his blood would cry from the ground to the Lord his God for vengeance to come upon thee, and perhaps thou would lose thy soul. Now when Ammon had said these words unto him, he answered him, saying, I know that if I should slay my son, that I should shed innocent blood, for it is thou that hast sought to destroy him. And he stretched forth his hand to slay Ammon, but Ammon withstood the, his blows, and also smote his arm that he could not use it. And when the king saw that Ammon could slay him, he began to plead with Ammon that he could, would spare his life. 
the Ammon raised his sword and said unto him, Behold, I will smite thee, except thou wilt grant unto me that my brethren may be cast out of prison. And the king feared he should lose his life, said, If thou wilt spare me, I will grant unto thee whatsoever thou wilt ask, even to half the kingdom. And when Ammon saw that he had wrought upon the king according to his desire, he said unto him, If thou wilt grant that my brethren will be cast out of prison, and also that Lamoni may retain his kingdom, and that ye be not displeased with him, but grant that he may do according to his own desires in whatsoever thing he thinketh. Then I will spare thee, otherwise I will smite thee to the earth. And when Ammon had said these words, the king began to rejoice because of his life. And when he saw that Ammon had no desire to destroy him, and also saw the great love he had for his son Lamoni, he was exceedingly astonished exceedingly, and said, Because this is all thou that thou hast desired, I would release thy brethren, and suffer that my son Lamoni should retain his kingdom. Behold, I will grant unto you that my son may retain his kingdom from this time and forever, and I will govern him no more. And I will also grant unto thee that thy brethren may be cast out of prison, and thou and thy brethren may come unto me in my kingdom, for I shall greatly desire to see thee. For the king was greatly astonished at the words which he had spoken, and also at the words which had been spoken by his son Lamoni, wherefore he was desirous to learn them. And it came to pass that Ammon and Lamoni proceeded on their journey towards the land of Medoni. And Lamoni found favor in the eyes of the king of the land, therefore the brethren of Ammon were brought forth out of prison. And when Ammon did meet them, he was exceedingly sorrowful, for behold, they were naked, and their skins were worn exceedingly because of being bound with strong cords. And they also had suffered, suffered hunger, thirst, and all kinds of inflictions. Nevertheless, they were patient in their all their sufferings. And as it happened, it was their lot to have fallen into the hands of a more hardened and more stiff-necked people. Therefore, they would not hearken unto their words. And they ca had cast them out, and had smitten them, and had driven them from house to house, and from place to place, even until they arrived in the land of Madonai. And there they were taken, and cast into prison, and bound with strong cords, and kept in prison for many days, and were delivered by Lamoni and Ammon. An account of the preaching of Aaron and Mulekai and their brethren to the Lamanites, comprising chapters 21-25. through 25. Chapter 21 Aaron teaches the Amalekites about Christ and his atonement. Aaron and his brethren are imprisoned in Medoni. After their deliverance, they teach in the synagogues and make many converts. Lamoni grants religious freedom to the people in the land of Ishmael, about 90-77 to 77 B.C. Now when Ammon and his brethren separated themselves in the borders of the land of the Lamanites, behold, Aaron took his journey towards the land which was called by the Lamanites Jerusalem, calling it after the land of their father's nativity, and it was away joining the borders of Mormon.
Now the Lamanites and the Amalekites and the people of Amulon had built a great city, which was called Jerusalem. Now the Lamanites of themselves were sufficiently hardened, but the Amalekites and the Amulonites were still harder. They fill, Therefore they did cause the Lamanites that they should harden their hearts, that they should wax strong in wickedness and their abominations. And it came to pass that Aaron came to the city of Jerusalem and, the, and first began to preach to the Amalekites. And he began to preach to them in their synagogues, for they had built synagogues after the order of the Nehors. For many of the Amalekites and the Amulonites were after the order of the Nehors. Therefore, as Aaron entered into one of their synagogues to preach unto the people, and as he was speaking unto them, behold, there arose an Amalekite and began to contend with him, saying, What is it that thou hast testified? Hast thou seen an angel? Why do, why do not angels appear unto us? Behold, are not this people as good as thy people? Thou also sayest, Except we repent, we shall perish. How knowest thou he thought an intent of our hearts? How knowest thou that we have cause to repent? How knowest thou that we are not a righteous people? Behold, we have built sanctuaries, and we do assemble ourselves together to worship God. We do believe that God will save all men. Now Aaron said unto him, Believest thou that the Son of God shall come to redeem mankind from their sins? And the man said unto him, We do not believe that thou knowest any such thing. We do not believe in these foolish traditions. We do not believe that thou knowest of things to come. Neither do we believe that thy fathers, and also that our fathers, did know concerning the things which they spake, of that which is to come. Now Aaron began to open the scriptures unto them concerning the coming of Christ, and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, and that there could be no redemption for mankind, save it were through the death and suffering of Christ and the atonement of his blood. And it came to pass, as he began to expound these things unto them, they were angry with him, and began to mock him, and they would not hear the words which he spake. Therefore, when he saw that they would not hear his words, he departed out of their synagogues, and came over to a village which is called Anti-Anti. And there he found Mulukai, preaching the word unto them, and also Amma and his brethren, and they contended with many about the word. And it came to pass that they saw the people would harden their hearts. Therefore they departed, and came into the land of Medoni, and they did preach the word unto many, and few believed on the words which they taught. Nevertheless, Aaron and a certain number of his brethren were taking, taken and cast into prison, and the remainder of them fled out into the land of Medoni under the religious round, under the regions roundabout. And those who were cast into prison suffered many things, and they were delivered by the hands of Lamoni and Ammon, and they were fed and clothed. And they went forth again to declare the word, and thus the, thus they were delivered for the first time out of prison, and thus they had suffered. And they went forth with whosoever they were led by the Spirit of the Lord, preaching the word of God in every synagogue of the Amalekites, or in every assembly of the Lamanites where they could be admitted. And it came to pass that the Lord began to bless them, insomuch that they brought many to the knowledge of the truth. Yea, they did convince many of their sins and of the traditions of their fathers, which were not correct. And it came to pass that Ammon and Lamoni returned from the land of Medoni to the land of Ishmael, which was the land of their inheritance. And King Lamoni would not suffer that Ammon should serve him or be his servant. But he caused that there should be a synagogues built in the land of Ishmael, and he caused that his people or the people who were under his reign should assemble themselves together. And he did rejoice over them, and he did teach them many things, and he did also declare unto them that they were people who were under him and that they were free, a free people, and they are free from the oppressions of the king, his father, 
for that his father had granted unto him that he might reign over the people who were in the land of Ishmael and in all the land round about. And he also declared unto them that they might have the liberty of worship, worshiping their Lord, the God, their God, according to their desires, in who, whatsoever place they were in, if it were in the, in the land which was under the reign of King Ramoni. And Ammon did preach unto the people of King Lamoni, and it came to pass that he did teach them of all things concerning things pertaining to righteousness. And he did exhort them daily with all diligence, and he gave heed unto his word, and they were zealous for keeping the commandments of God. Chapter 22 Aaron teaches Lamoni's father about the creation, the fall of Adam, and the plan of redemption through Christ. The king and all his household are converted. The division of the land between the Nephites and the Lamanites is explained, about 90-77 through 77 B.C. Now as Ammon was thus teaching the people of Lamoni, continually we will return to the account of Aaron and his brethren. For after he departed from the land of Madoni, he was led by the Spirit to the land of Nephi, even to the house of the king which was over all the land, save it were the land of Ishmael. And he was the father of Lamoni. And it came to pass that he went in unto unto him into the king's palace with his brethren and bowed himself before the king and said unto him behold o king we are the brethren of ammon whom thou hast delivered out of prison and now o king if thou wilt spare our lives we will be thy servants and thy king said unto them arise for i will grant unto you your lives and i will not suffer that ye shall be my servants but i will insist that you shall minister unto me for I have been somewhat troubled in mind because of the generosity and the greatness of the words of thy brother Ammon, and I desire to know the cause why he has not come out out of Madonai with thee. And Aaron said unto the king, Behold, the Spirit of the Lord has called him another way. He has gone to the land of Ishmael to teach the people of Lamoni. Now the king said unto them, What is that that ye have said concerning the Spirit of thy Lord? Behold, this is the thing which doth trouble me. And also what is that? Ammon said, If ye will repent, ye shall be saved, and if ye will not repent, ye shall be cast off at the last day. And Aaron answered him, and said unto him, Believest thou that there is a God? And the king said, I know that the Amalekites say that there is a God, and I have granted unto them that they should build sanctuaries, and that they may assemble themselves together to worship him. And if now thou sayest there is a God, behold, I will believe. And now when Aaron heard this, his heart began to rejoice, and he said, Behold, assuredly, as thou livest, O king, there is a God. And the king said, Is God the great spirit that brought our fathers out of the land of Jerusalem? And Aaron said unto him, Yea, he is a great spirit, and he created all things both in heaven and in earth. Believest thou this? And he said, Yea, I believe that the great spirit created all things, and I desire that ye shall, you should tell me concerning all these things, and I will believe thy words. And it came to pass that when Aaron saw the kings, that the kings would believe his words, he began from the creation of Adam, reading the scriptures unto the king, oh, how God created man after his own image, and that God gave him commandments, and that because of transgression man had fallen. And Aaron did expound unto him the scriptures from the creation of Adam, lying the fall of man before him, and their carnal state, and also the plan of redemption which was prepared from the foundation of the world through Christ for all whosoever would believe on his name. And since man had fallen, he could not merit anything of himself, but the sufferings and death of Christ atoned for their sins through faith and repentance, and so forth, and that he breaketh the bands of death, that the grave shall not have no victory, and that the sting of death should be swallowed up in the hopes of glory. And Aaron did expound all these things unto the king. And it came to pass that after Aaron had expounded these things unto him, 
The king said, What shall I do that I may have this eternal life of which thou hast spoken? Yea, what shall I do that I may be born of God, having the wicked spirit rooted out of my breast, and receive his spirit that I may be filled with joy, that I may not be cast off at the last day? Behold, said he, I will give up all that I possess. Yea, I will forsake my kingdom, that I may receive this great joy. But Aaron said unto him, If thou desirest this thing, if thou wilt bow down before God, yea, if thou wilt repent of thy sins, and wilt bow down before God, and call on his name in faith, believing that ye shall receive, then shalt thou receive the hope which thou desirest. And it came to pass that when Aaron said, had said these words, the king did bow down before the Lord upon his knees, yea, even he did pro- prostrate himself upon the earth, and cried mightily, saying, O God, Aaron hath told me that there is a God, and if there is a God, and if thou art God, wilt thou make thyself known unto me, and I will give away all my sins to know thee, and that I may be raised from the dead and be saved at the last day. And now when the king had said these words, he was struck as if he were dead. And it came to pass that his servants ran and told the queen all that had happened unto the king. And she came in unto the king, and when she saw him lay as if he were dead, and also Aaron and his brethren standing as though they had been the cause of his fall, she was angry with them, and commanded that her servants or the servants of the king should take them and slay them. Now the servants had seen the cause of the king's fall, therefore they durst not lay their hands on Aaron and his brethren. And they pled with the queen, saying, Why commandest thou that we should slay these men, when, behold, one of them is mightier than all than us all? Therefore we shall fall before them. Now when the king saw the fear of the servants, she began to fear exceedingly, lest there should come evil upon her. And she commanded her servants that they should go and call the people, that they might slay Aaron and his brethren. Now when Aaron saw the determination of the queen, he, also knowing the hardness of the hearts of the people, feared lest that a multitude should assemble themselves together, and there should be a great contention and disturbance among them. Therefore he put forth his hand, and raised the king from the earth, and said unto him, Stand. And he stood upon his feet, receiving his strength. Now this was done in the presence of the queen and many of the servants. And when he and when they saw it, the great they marveled and began to fear. And the king stood forth and began to minister unto them. And he did minister unto them insomuch that his whole household were converted unto the Lord. Now there was a great multitude gathered together because of the commandment of the queen. And there began to be great murmurings among the among them because of Aaron and his brethren. But the king stood forth among them and ministered unto them. And they were pacified towards Aaron and those who were with him. And it came to pass that when the king saw the people were pacified, he he caused that Aaron and his brethren should stand forth in the midst of the multitude, and that they should preach the word unto them. And it came to pass that the king sent a proclamation throughout all the land amongst his people who were in the land, who were in the regions round about, which was bordering even to the sea and on the east and on the west, and which was divided from the land of Zarahemla by a narrow strip of wilderness, which ran from sea east even to the sea west, and ran about the borders of the seashore and the borders of the wilderness, which was on the north by the land of Zarahemla, through the borders of Manti, by the head of the river Sidon, and running from the east towards the west, and thus were the Lamanites and the Nephites divided. Now the more idle part of the Lamanites lived in the wilderness and dwelt in tents, and they were spread through the wilderness on the west in the land of Nephi, yea, and also on the west of the land of Zarahemla, in the borders by the seashore, and on the west in the land of Nephi, in the place of their father's first inheritance, and thus bordering along the seashore. And also there are many Lamanites on the east by the seashore, whither the Nephites had driven them. 
In Laos, the Nephites were nearly surrounded by the Lamanites. Nevertheless, the Nephites had taken possession of all the northern parts of the land bordering on the wilderness at the head of the river Sidon. From the east to the west, round about on the wilderness side, on the north, even until they came to the land which they called Bountiful. And it bordered upon the land which they called Desolation, it being so far northward that it came into the land which they had which had been peopled and been destroyed, of whose bones we have spoken, which was discovered by the people of Zarahemla, it being the place of their first landing. And they came up from there up into the southwardness. Thus the land on the northward was called Desolation, and the land on the southward was called Bountiful, it being the wilderness which is filled with all manner of wild animals of every kind, a part of which had come from the land northward for food. And now it was only the distance of a day and a half's journey for the Nephite, on the line bountiful and the land desolation, from the east to the west sea, and thus the land of Nephi and the land of Zarahemla were nearly surrounded by water, there being a small neck of land between the land northward and the land southward. And it came to pass that the Nephites had inhabited the land bountiful, even from the east unto the west sea, and thus the Nephites in their wisdom, with their guards and their armies, had hemmed in the Lamanites on the south, and thereby they should have no more possession on the north, that they might not overrun the land northward. Therefore the Lamanites could have no more possessions, only in the land of Nephi, in the wilderness round about. Now this was wisdom in the Nephites, as the Lamanites were an enemy to them. They would not suffer their afflictions on every hand, and also that they might have a country whither they might flee according to their desires. And now I have ha and now I, after having said, th said this, return again to the account of Ammon and Aaron, Omner and Himni, and their brethren. Chapter 23. Religious freedom is proclaimed. The Lamanites in seven lands and cities are converted. They called themselves anti-Nephi-Lehi's and are freed from the curse. The Amalekites and the Emulonites reject the truth. About 90 through 77 BC. Behold, now it came to pass that the king of the Lamanites sent a proclamation among all his people. It, that they should not lay their hands on Ammon, or Aaron, or Omnor, or Himni, nor either of their brethren who should go forth preaching the word of God, in whatsoever place they should be in any part of their land. Yea, he sent a decree among them, that they should not lay their hands on them to bind them, or to cast them into prison. Neither should they spit upon them, nor smite them, nor cast them out of their synagogues, nor them. Neither should they cast stones at them, but they should have free access to their houses and also their temples and their sanctuaries. And thus they might go forth and preach the word according to their desires. For the king had been converted to the Lord in all his household. Therefore he sent a proclamation throughout his land unto his people that the word of God might have no obstruction, but that it might go forth throughout all the land and as people might be convinced concerning the wicked traditions of their fathers, and that they might be convinced that they were all brethren, and that they ought not to murder, nor to plunder, nor to steal, nor to commit adultery, nor to commit any manner of wickedness. And now it came to pass that when the king had sent forth his proclamation, that Aaron and his brethren went forth from city to city, and from one house of worship to another, establishing churches and consecrating priests and teachers throughout the land, among the Lamanites, to preach and to teach the word of God among them, 
and thus they began to have great success. And thousands were brought to the knowledge of the Lord. Yea, thousands were brought to believe in the traditions of the Nephites, and they were taught the records and prophecies which were handed down even to the present time. And as sure as the Lord liveth, so sure as many as believe, nor as many as were brought to knowledge of the truth through the preaching of Ammon and his brethren. According to the spirit of revelation and of prophecy, and the power of God working miracles in them. Yea, I say unto you, as the Lord liveth, as many of the Lamanites as believed in their preaching, and were converted unto the Lord, never did fall away. For they became a righteous people. They did lay down their weapons of their rebellion, that they did not fight against God any more, neither against any of their brethren. Now these are they who were converted unto the Lord the people of the Lamanites who were in the land of Ishmael, and also the people of the Lamanites who were in the land of Midianai, and also the people of the Lamanites who were in the city of Nephi, and also the people of the Lamanites who were in the land of Shelom, and who were in Shemlon, and in the city of Lemuel, and in the city of Shemnelon. And, and these are the names of the cities of the Lamanites, which were converted unto the Lord. And these... For they that laid down their, the weapons of their rebellion, yea, all their weapons of war, and they were all Lamanites. And the Amalekites were not converted, save only one. Neither were any of the Amulonites. But they did not harden their hearts. And, but they did harden their hearts. And also the hearts of the Lamanites in that part of the land wheresoever they dwelt, yea, all their villages and all their cities. Therefore we have named all the cities of the Lamanites in which they did repent and come to the knowledge of truth and were converted. And now it came to pass that the king and those who were converted were desirous that they might have a name, that thereby they might be distinguished from their brethren. Therefore the king consulted with Aaron and many of their priests concerning the name that they should take upon them that they might be distinguished. And it came to pass that they were called their names Anti-Nephi-Lehi's, and they were called this name and were no more called Lamanites. And they began to be very industrious people, yea, and they were friendly with the Nephites, therefore they did open in correspondence with them, and the curse of God did no more fall them. Chapter 24 The Lamanites come against the people of God. The Anti-Nephi-Lehi's rejoice in Christ and are visited by angels. They choose to suffer death rather than to defend themselves. More Lamanites are converted. About 90 to 77 BC and it came to pass that the Amalekites and the Amulonites and the Lamanites, who were in the land of Amulon, and also in the land of Helam, and who were in the land of Jerusalem, and in fine, in all the land round about, who had not been converted and had not taken upon them the name of Anti-Nephi-Lehi, were, were stirred up by the Amalekites and by the Amulonites to anger against their brethren. And their hatred became exceedingly sore against them, even so much that they began to rebel against their king, insomuch that they would not that he should be their king. 
Therefore they took up arms against the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi. Now the king conferred the kingdom upon his son, and he called his name Anti-Nephi-Lehi. And the king died in that selfsame year that the Lamanites began to make preparations for war against the people of God. Now when Ammon and his brethren and all those who had come up with him saw the preparations of the Lamanites to destroy their brethren, they came forth to the land of Midian, and there Ammon met all his brethren, and from thence they came to the land of Ishmael, that they might hold a council with Lamoni and also with his brother Anti-Nephi-Lehi, what they should do to defend themselves against the Lamanites. Now there was not one soul among all the people who had been converted unto the Lord that would take up arms against their brethren, nay, they would not even make any preparations for war. Yea, and also their king commanded them that they should not. Now these are the words which he said unto the people concerning the matter. I thank my God, my beloved people, that our great God has in goodness sent these our brethren, the Nephites, unto us to preach unto us, and to convince us of the traditions of our wicked fathers. And behold, I thank my great God that he has given us a portion of his spirit to soften our hearts, that we have opened a correspondence with these brethren, the, Laman, the Nephites. And behold, I also thank my God that by opening this correspondence we have been convinced of our sins and of the many murders which we have committed. And I also thank my God Yea, my great God, that he hath granted unto us that we might repent of these things, and also that he hath forgiven us of those our many sins and murders which we have committed, and taken away the guilt from our hearts through the merits of his Son. And now behold, my brethren, since it has been all that we could do, as we were the most lost of all mankind, to repent of all our sins and the many murders which we have committed, and to get God to take them away from our hearts. For it was all we could do to repent sufficiently before God that he would take away our stain. Now, my, my best beloved brethren, since God hath taken away our stains and our swords have become bright, then let us stain our swords no more with the blood of our brethren. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, let us retain our swords that they be not stained with the blood of our brethren, for perhaps if we should stain our swords again, they can no more be washed bright through the blood of the Son of our great God, which shall be shed for the atonement of our sins. And the great God has had mercy on us, and made these things known unto us, that we might not perish. Yea, and he has made these things known unto us beforehand, because he loveth our souls as well as he loveth our children. Therefore, in his mercy, he doth visit us by his angels, that the plan of salvation might be made known unto us as well as unto future generations. Oh, how merciful is our God! And now, behold, since it has been as much as we could do to get our stains taken away from us, and our swords are made bright, let us hide them away that they may be kept bright as a testimony to our God at the last day or at the day that we shall be brought to stand before him to be judged, that we have not stained our swords in the blood of our brethren, since he imparted his word unto us, and has made us clean thereby. And now, my brethren, if our brethren seek to destroy us, behold, we will hide away our swords, yea, even we will bury them deep in the earth, that they may be kept bright as a testimony that we have never used them at the last day, 
And if our brethren destroy us, behold, we shall go to our God and shall be saved. And now it came to pass that when the king had made an end of these sayings, and all the people were assembled together, they took their swords and all the weapons which were used for the shedding of man's blood, and they did bury them up deep in the earth. And this they did, it being in their view a testimony to God, and also to men that they never would use weapons again for the shedding of man's blood. And this they did, vouching and covenanting with God, that rather than shed the blood of their brethren, they would give up their own lives, and rather than take away from a brother, they would give unto him, and rather than spend their days in idleness, they would labor abundantly with their hands. And thus we see that when these Lamanites were brought to believe and to know the truth, they were firm and would suffer even unto death rather than commit sin. And thus we see that they buried their weapons of peace, or they buried the weapons of war for peace. And it came to pass that their brethren, the Lamanites, made preparations for war and came up to the land of Nephi for the purpose of destroying the king and to place another in his stead and also of destroying the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi out of the land. Now when the people saw that they were coming against them, they went out to meet them and prostrated themselves before them to the earth and began to call on the name of the Lord. And thus they were in this attitude when the Lamanites began to fall upon them and began to slay them with the sword. And thus without meeting any resistance, they did slay a thousand and five of them, and we know that they are blessed, for they have gone to dwell with their God. Now when the Lamanites saw that their brethren would not flee from the sword, neither would they turn aside to the right hand or to the left, but that they would lie down and perish and praise God, even in the very act of perishing under the sword. Now when the Lamanites saw this, they did forbear from slaying them, and there were many whose hearts had swollen in them for those of their brethren who had fallen under the sword, for they repented of the things which they had done. And it came to pass that they threw down their weapons of war, and they would not take them again, for they were stung for the murders which they had committed. And they came down even as their brethren, relying upon the mercies of those whose arms were lifted to slay them. And it came to pass that the people of God were joined that day by more than the number who had been slain, and those who had been slain were righteous people, Therefore we have no reason to doubt but what they were saved. And there was not a wicked man slain among them, but there were more than a thousand brought to the knowledge of the truth. Thus we see that the Lord worketh in many ways to the salvation of his people. Now the greatest number of those of the Lamanites who slew so many of their brethren were Amalekites and Amulonites, the greatest number of whom were after the order of the Nehors. Now among those who joined the people of the Lord there were none who were Amalekites or Amulonites, or who were of the order of Nehor, but they were actual descendants of Laman and Lemuel. And thus we can plainly discern that after a people have been once enlightened by the Spirit of God, and have had great knowledge of things pertaining to righteousness, and then have fallen away into sin and transgression, they become more hardened, and thus their state becomes worse than though they had never known these things. Alma 25 Lamanite aggression spread The seed of priest of Noah perished And Abinadi prophesied 
Many Lamanites are converted and join the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi. They believe in Christ and keep the law of Moses about 90 to 77 B.C. And behold, now it came to pass that those Lamanites were more angry because they had slain their brethren. Therefore they swore vengeance upon the Nephites, and they did no more attempt to slay the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi at that time. But they took their armies and went over into the borders of the land of Zarahemla and fell upon the people who were in the land of Ammoni and destroyed them. And after that they had many battles with the Nephites in which they were driven and slain. And among the Lamanites who were slain were almost all the seed of Amulon and his brethren who were the priests of Noah and they were slain by the hands of the Nephites. And the remainder, having fled into the east wilderness, and having usurped the power and authority over the Lamanites, caused that many of the Lamanites should perish by fire because of their belief. For many of them, after having suffered much loss and so many afflictions, began to be stirred up in remembrance of the words which Aaron and his brethren had preached to them in their land. Therefore they began to disbelieve the traditions of their fathers and to believe in the Lord, and that he gave great power unto the Nephites, and thus there were many of them converted in the wilderness. And it came to pass that those rulers who were the remnant of the children of Emulon caused that they should be put to death, yea, all those that believed in these things. Now this martyrdom caused that many of their brethren should be stirred up to anger, and there began to be a contention in the wilderness, and the Lamanites began to hunt the seed of Amulon and his brethren, and began to slay them, and they fled into the east wilderness. And behold, they are... Behold, they are hunted at this day by the Lamanites. Thus the words of Abinadi were brought to pass, which he said concerning the seed of the priests, who caused that he should suffer death by fire. For he said unto them, What ye shall do unto me shall be a type of things to come. And now Abinadi was the first that suffered death by fire because of his belief in God. Now this is what he meant, that many should suffer death by fire according as he had suffered. And he, had, and he said unto the priests of Noah that their seed should cause many to be put to death in the like manner as he was, and that they should be scattered abroad and slain, even as a sheep having no shepherd is driven and slain by wild beasts. And now behold, these words were verified, for they were driven by the Lamanites, and they were hunted, and they were smitten. And it came to pass that when the Lamanites saw that they had, they could no, not overpower the Nephites, they returned again to their own land, and many of them came over to dwell in the land of Ishmael and the land of Nephi, and did join themselves to the people of God, who were the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi. And they did also bury their weapons of war according as their brethren had, and they began to be a righteous people, and they did walk in the ways of the Lord, and did observe to keep his commandments and his 
status. Yea, and they did keep the law of Moses, for it was expedite that they should keep the law of Moses as yet, for it was not all fulfilled. But notwithstanding the law of Moses, they did look forward to the, to the coming of Christ, considering that the law of Moses was a type of his coming, and believing that they must keep those outward performances until the time that he should be revealed unto them. Now they did not suppose that salvation came by the law of Moses, but the law of Moses did serve to strengthen their faith in Christ, and thus they did retain a hope through faith unto eternal salvation, relying upon the spirit of prophecy which spake of those things to come. And now behold Ammon and Aaron and Omner and Himni and their brethren did rejoice exceedingly for the success which they had had among the Lamanites, seeing that the Lord had granted unto them according to their prayers, and that he had also verified his word unto them in every particular. Alma chapter 26. Ammon glories in the Lord. The faithful are strengthened by the Lord and are given knowledge. By faith men may bring thousands of souls unto repentance. God has all power and comprehends all things. And now these are the words of Ammon to his brethren, which say thus, My brothers and my brethren, behold, I say unto you, how great reason we have to rejoice. For could we have supposed when we started from the land of Zarahemla that God would have granted unto us such great blessings? And now I ask, what great blessings has he bestowed upon us? Can ye tell? Behold, I answer for you. For our brethren, the Lamanites, were in darkness, yea, even in the darkest abyss. But behold, how many of them are brought to behold the marvelous light of God. And this is the blessing which hath been bestowed upon us, that we have been made instruments in the hands of God to bring about this great work. Behold, thousands of them do rejoice, and have been brought into the fold of God. Behold, the field was ripe, and blessed are ye, for ye did thrust in your the sickle, and did reap with your might, yea, all the day long did ye labor, and behold the number of your sheaves. And they shall be gar- gathered into the garners, that they are not wasted. Yea, they shall not be beaten down by the storm at the last day. Yea, neither shall they be harrowed up by the whirlwinds. But when the storm cometh, they shall be gathered together in their place, that the storm cannot penetrate to them. Yea, neither shall they be driven with fierce winds, whithersoever the enemy list, listeth to carry them. But behold, they are in the hands of the Lord of the harvest, and they are his, and he will raise them up at the last day. Blessed be the name of our God. Let us sing his praise. Yea, let us give thanks to his holy name, for he do it, doth, doth work righteousness forever. For if we had not come up out of the land of Zarahemla, these, our dearly beloved brethren, who have so dearly beloved us, would have would still have been racked with hatred against us. Yea, and they would have also been strangers to God. And it came to pass, when Ammon had said these words, his brother Aaron rebuked him, saying, Ammon, I fear thy joy doth carry thee away unto boasting. 
But Ammon said unto him, I do not boast of my own strength, nor in my own wisdom. But behold, my joy is full, yea, my heart is brim with joy, and I will rejoice in my God. Yea, I know I am nothing as to my strength, I am weak. Therefore, I will not boast of myself, but I will boast of my God. For in his strength I can do all things. Yea, behold, many mighty miracles we have wrought in this land, for which we will praise his name forever. Behold, how many thousands of our brethren has he loosed from the pains of hell, and they are brought to sing redeeming love, and this because of the power of his word which is in us. Therefore, we have not great reason to rejoice. Yea, we have reason to praise him forever, for he is the most high God, and he has loosed our brethren from the chains of hell. Yea, they were encircled about with everlasting darkness and destruction. But behold, he has brought them into his everlasting light, yea, into everlasting salvation. And they are encircled about with the matchless bounty of his love. Yea, we have been instruments in the hands of doing this great and marvelous work. Therefore, let us glory. Yea, we will glory in the Lord. Yea, we will rejoice, for our joy is full. Yea, we will praise our God forever. Behold, who can glory too much in the Lord? Yea, who can say too much of his great power and of his mercy and of his long suffering towards the children of men? Behold, I say unto you, I cannot say the smallest part which I feel. Who could have supposed that our God have been so merciful as to have snatched us from our awful, sinful, and polluted state? Behold, we went forth even in wrath with mighty threatenings to destroy his church. Oh, then, why did he not consign us to an awful destruction? Yea, why did he not let the sword of his justice fall upon us and doom us to eternal despair? Oh, my soul, almost as it were, fleeth at the thought. Behold, he did not exercise his justice upon us, but in his great mercy hath brought us over that everlasting gulf of death and misery, even to the salvation of our souls. And now behold, my brethren, what natural man is there that knoweth these things? I say unto you, there is none that knoweth these things, save it be the penitent. Yea, he that repenteth and exerciseth faith, and bring forth good works, and prayeth continually without ceasing, unto such is it is given to know the mysteries of God. Yea, unto such it shall be given to reveal things which never have been revealed. Yea, and it shall be given unto, unto such to bring thousands of souls to repentance, even as it has been given unto us to bring these our brethren to repentance. Now do you remember, my brethren, that we said unto our brethren in the land of Zarahemla, we go up in the land of Nephi to preach unto them, to unto our brethren, the Lamanites, and they laughed us to scorn. For they said unto us, Do ye suppose ye can bring the Lamanites to the knowledge of the truth? Do ye suppose that ye can convince the Lamanites of the incorrectness of the tradition of their fathers, as stiff-necked a people as they are, whose hearts delight in the shedding of blood, whose days have been spent in the grossest iniquity, whose ways have been 
the ways of a transgressor from the beginning. Now, my brother, brethren, you remember that this was their language. And moreover, they did say, Let us take up arms against them, that we destroy them and their iniquity out of the land, lest they overrun us and destroy us. But behold, my beloved brethren, we came into the wilderness not with the intent to destroy our brethren, but with the intent that perhaps we may might save some few of their souls. Now when our hearts were depressed, and when we were about to turn back, behold, the Lord comforted us and said, Go amongst thy brethren, the Lamanites, and bear with patience thine afflictions, and I will give unto you success. And behold, we have come and been forth amongst, amongst them, and we have been patient in our sufferings, and we have suffered every privation. Yea, we have traveled from house to house, relying upon the mercies of the world, not upon the mercies of the world alone, but upon the mercies of God. And we have entered into their houses and taught them, and we have taught them in their streets. Yea, and we have taught them upon their hills, and we have also entered into their temples and their synagogues and taught them. And we have been cast out and mocked and spit upon and smote upon our cheeks. And we have been stoned and taken and bound with strong cords and cast into prison. And through the power and wisdom of God, we have been delivered again. We have suffered all manner of afflictions and all this, that perhaps we might be the means of saving some soul. And we suppose that our joy would be full if perhaps we could be the means of saving some. Now behold, we can look forth and see the fruits of our labors, and they are few. I say unto you, nay, there are many. Yea, we can witness of their sincerity because of their love towards their brethren and also towards us. For behold, they had rather sacrificed their lives than even to take the life of their enemy and they have buried their weapons of war deep into the earth because of their love towards their brethren. And now I say unto you, has there been so great a love in all the land? Behold, I say unto you, nay, there has not even among the Nephites. For behold, they would take up arms against their brethren. They would not suffer themselves to be slain. But behold, how many of these have laid down their lives, and we know that they have gone to their God because of their love and their hatred of sin. Now we have not reason to rejoice. Yea, I say unto you, there were, there never were men that had so great reason to rejoice as we since the world began. Yea, and my joy is carried away, even unto boasting in my God, for he has all power, all wisdom, and all understanding. He comprehendeth all things, and he is, he is a merciful being even unto salvation, to those who will repent and believe on his name. Now if this is boasting, even so I will boast. For this is my life and my light, my joy and my salvation, and my redemption from everlasting woe. Yea, blessed is the name of my God, who has been mindful of this people, who are a branch of the tree of Israel, and has been lost from its body in a strange land. Yea, I say, Blessed be the name of my God, who has been mindful of us wanderers in a strange land. Now, my brethren, we see 
that God is mindful of every people, whatsoever land they may be in. Yea, he numbereth his people, and his bowels of mercy are over all the earth. Now this is my joy and my great thanksgiving, yea, and I will forever give thanks unto my God. Amen. Chapter 27 The Lord commands Ammon to lead the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi to safety. Upon meeting Alma, Ammon's joy exhausts his strength. The Nephites give the Anti-Nephi-Lehi's the land of Jerushan. They are called the people of Ammon, about 90-77 through 77 B.C. Now it came to pass that when those Lamanites who had gone to war against the Nephites had found, after their many struggles to destroy them, that it was in vain to seek their destruction, they returned again to the land of Nephi. And it came to pass that the Amalekites, because of their loss, were exceedingly angry. And when they saw that they could not seek revenge from the Nephites, they began to stir up the people in anger against their brethren. The people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi, therefore began again to destroy them. Now this people again refused to take their arms, and they suffered themselves to be slain according to the desires of their enemies. Now when Ammon and his brethren saw this work of destruction among those whom they so dearly beloved, and among those who had so dearly beloved them, for they were treated as though they were angels sent from God to save them from everlasting destruction, Therefore, Ammon and his brethren saw this great work of destruction. They were moved with compassion, and they said unto the king, Let us gather together this people of the Lord, and let us go down into the land of Zarahemla to our brethren the Nephites, and flee out of the hands of our enemies, that we be not destroyed. But the king said unto them, Behold, the Nephites will destroy us, because of the many murders and sins we have committed against them. And Ammon said, I will go and inquire of the Lord, and if ye say unto us, Go down unto your brethren, will ye go? And the king said unto him, Yea, if the Lord saith unto us, We will go down unto our brethren, and we will be their slaves until we repair unto them the many murders and sins which we have committed against them. But Ammon said unto him, It is against the law of our brethren, which was established by my father, that there should be any slaves among them. Therefore let us go down and rely upon the mercies of our brethren. But the king said unto him, Inquire of the Lord, and if he saith unto us, Go, we will go, otherwise we will perish in the land. And it came to pass that Ammon went and inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Get this people out of this land, that they perish not, for Satan has great hold on the hearts of the Amalekites who do stir up the Lamanites to anger against their brethren, to slay them. Therefore get thee out of this land, and blessed are this people in this generation, for I will preserve them. And now it came to pass that Ammon went and told the king all the words which the Lord had said unto him. And they gathered together all their people, yea, all the people of their Lord, and did gather together their flocks and herds, and departed out of the land, and came unto the wilderness which divided the land of Nephi from the land of Zarahemla, and came over near the borders of the land. And it came to pass that Ammon said unto them, Behold, I and my brethren will go forth into the land of Zarahemla, and ye shall remain here until we return, and we will try the hearts of our brethren, whether they will that ye should come into their land. And it came to pass that as Ammon was going forth into the land, 
that he and his brethren met Alma over in the place of which was spoken. And behold, this was the joyful meeting. Now the joy of Ammon was so great, even that he was full, yea, he was swallowed up in the joy of his God, even unto the exhausting of his strength, and he fell again to the earth. Now is not this exceeding joy? Behold, this is joy which none receiveth, save it be the truly penitent and humble seeker of happiness. Now the joy of Alma in meeting his brethren was truly great, and also the joy of Aaron and Omner and Himni. Behold, their joy was not that to exceed their strength. And now it came to pass that Alma conducted his brethren back to the land of Zarahemla, even to his own house. And they went and told the chief judge all the things that had happened unto them in the land of Nephi, among their brethren, the Lamanites. And it came to pass that the chief judge sent a proclamation throughout all the land, desiring the voice of the people concerning the admitting of their brethren, who were the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi. And it came to pass that the voice of the people came, saying, Behold, we will give up the land of Jershon, which is on the east by the sea, which joins the land bountiful, which is on the south of the land bountiful. And this land, Jerushan, is the land which we will give unto our brethren for an inheritance. And behold, we will set our armies between the land, Jerushan, and the land, Nephi, that we may protect our brethren in the land, Jerushan. And this we do for our brethren, on account of their fear to take up arms against their brethren, lest they should commit sin. And this their great fear came because of their sore repentance which they had, on account of their many murders and their awful wickedness. And now behold, this we will do unto our brethren, that they may inherit the land Jerushan, that we will guard them from their enemies with our armies, on condition that they will give us a portion of their substance, to assist us that we may maintain our armies. Now it came to pass that when Ammon had heard this, he returned to the people of Anti-Nephi-Lehi, and also Alma with him, into the wilderness, where they had pitched their tents, and made known unto them all these things. And Alma also related unto them his conversation with Ammon and Aaron and his brethren. And it came to pass that it did cause great joy among them, and they went down into the land of Jerushan, and took possession of the land of Jerushan. And they were called by the Nephites the people of Ammon. Therefore they were distinguished by that name ever after. And they were among the people of Nephi, and also numbered among the people who were of the church of God. And they were also distinguished for their zeal towards God, and also towards men. For they were perfectly honest and upright in all things, and they were firm in the faith of Christ, even unto the end. And they did look upon shedding the blood of their brethren with the greatest abhorrence. And they never could be prevailed upon to take up arms against their brethren, and they never did look upon death with any degree of terror, for their hope and views of Christ and the resurrection. Therefore death was swallowed up to them by the victory of Christ over it. Therefore they would suffer death in the most aggravating and distressing manner which could be inflicted by their brethren, before they would take the sword or scimitar to smite them. And thus they were a zealous and beloved people, a highly favored people of the Lord. Chapter 28 the Lamanites are defeated in a tremendous battle. Tens of thousands are slain. The wicked are consigned to a state of endless woe. The righteous attain a never-ending happiness. About 77 to 76 BC. 
And now it came to pass that after the people of Ammon were established in the land of Jershon, and a church also established in the land of Jershon, and the armies of the Nephites were set round about the land of Jershon, and all the borders round about the land of Zarahemla, behold, the armies of the Lamanites had followed their brethren into the wilderness. And thus there was a tremendous battle, yea, even such and one as never had been known among all the people in the land from the time Lehi left Jerusalem. Yea, and tens of thousands of the Lamanites were slain and scattered abroad. Yea, and also there was a tremendous slaughter among the people of Nephi. Nevertheless, the Lamanites were driven and scattered, and the people of Nephi returned again to their land. And now this was a time that there was a great mourning and lamentation heard throughout all the land among all the people of Nephi. Yea, and the cry of widows mourning for their husbands, and also fathers mourning for their sons, and the daughter for the brother, yea, the mother for the father. And thus the cry of mourning was heard among all of them, mourning for their kindred who had been slain. And now surely this was a sorrowful day, yea, a time of solemnity, and a time of much fasting and prayer. And thus endeth the fifteenth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And this is the account of Ammon and his brethren, their journeyings in the land of Nephi, their sufferings in the land, their sorrows, and their afflictions, and their incomprehensible joy, and the reception and safety of the brethren in the land of Jershon. And now may the Lord, the Redeemer of all men, bless their souls forever. And this is the account of the wars and contentions among the Nephites, and also the wars between the Nephites and the Lamanites. And the fifteenth year of the reign of the judges is ended. And from the first year to the fifteenth has brought to pass the destruction of many thousand lives. Yea, it has brought to pass an awful scene of bloodshed. And from the bodies of many thousands are laid low in the earth, while the bodies of many thousands are moldering in heaps upon the face of the earth. Yea, and many thousands are mourning for the loss of their kindred, because they have reason to fear, according to the promises of the Lord, that they are consigned to a state of endless woe. While many thousands of others truly mourn for the loss of their kindred, yet they rejoice and exult in the hope, and even know, according to the promises of the Lord, that they are raised to dwell at the right hand of God, in a state of never-ending happiness. And thus we see how great the inequality of man is because of sin and transgression. The power of the devil, which comes by the cunning plans which he hath devised to ensnare the hearts of men, and thus we see the great call of diligence of men to labor in the vineyards of the Lord. And thus we see the great reason of sorrow, and also of rejoicing. Sorrow because of death and destruction among men, and joy because the light of Christ unto life. Alma chapter 29 Alma desires to cry repentance with, an, an, with angelic zeal. The Lord grants teachers for all nations. Alma glorifies in the Lord's work and in the success of Ammon and his brethren. About 76 BC. Oh, that I were an angel, and could have the wish of mine heart, that I might go forth and speak with the trump of God, with a voice to shake the earth, and cry repentance unto every people. Yea, I would declare unto every soul, as with the voice of thunder, repentance and the plan of salvation, that they should repent and come unto our God, that there might not be more sorrow upon all the face of the earth. But behold, I am a man, and do sin in my wish. For I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto me. I ought not to harrow up in my desires the firm decree of a just God, 
For I know that he granteth unto men according to their desire, whether it be unto death or unto life. Yea, <clears throat> I know that he allotteth unto men, yea, decreeth unto them decrees which are unalterable, according to their wills, whether they be unto salvation or unto destruction. Yea, and I know that good and evil have come before all men. He that knoweth not good from evil is blameless, but he that knoweth good and evil, to him it is given according to his desires, whether he desireth good or evil, life or death, joy or remorse of conscience. Now, seeing that I know these things, why should I desire more than to perform the work to which I have been called? Why should I desire that I were an angel, that I could speak unto all the ends of the earth? For behold, the Lord doth grant unto all nations of their own nation and tongue to teach his word, yea, in his wisdom, all that he seeth fit that they should have. Therefore we see that the Lord doth counsel in wisdom according to that which is just and true. I know that which the Lord hath commanded me, and I glory in it. I do not glory in myself, I do not glory of myself, but I glory in that which the Lord hath commanded me. Yea, and this is my glory, that perhaps I may be an instrument in the hands of God to bring some soul to repentance, and this is my joy. And behold, when I see many of my brethren truly penitent, and coming to the Lord their God, then is my soul filled with joy. Then do I remember what the Lord has done for me, yea, even that he hath heard my prayer. Yea, then do I remember his merciful arm, which he extended towards me. <clears throat> yea, and I also remember the captivity of my fathers. For I surely do know that the Lord did deliver them out of bondage, and by this did, and by this did establish his church. Yea, the Lord God, the God of Abraham, <clears throat> the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, did deliver them out of bondage. Yea, I have always remembered the captivity of my fathers, and that same God who delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians did deliver them out of bondage. Yea, and that same God did establish his church among them. Yea, and that same God hath called me by a holy calling to preach the word unto this people, and that, and hath given me much success, in the which my joy is full. But I do not joy in my own success alone. But my joy is more full because of the success of my brethren who have been up to the land of Nephi. Behold, they have labored exceedingly and have brought forth much fruit, and how great shall be their reward. Now, when I think of the successes of these my brethren, my soul is carried away, even to the separation of it from the body, as it were. So great is my joy. And now, may God grant unto these my brethren that they may sit down in the kingdom of God, yea, and also all those who are the fruit of their labors, that they may go no more out, but that they may praise him forever. And may God grant that it may be done according to my words, even as I have spoken. Amen.